I saw the honorable whoop here. Where is our whoop? Honorable whoop? Honorable Siabi? I saw his name, so I, I know the honorable whoop is here. Uh, honorable members, I received uh, a number of complaints uh, yesterday uh, that the presentation was um, received very late. Um, I acknowledge the fact that the presentation on the forensic science laboratories and uh, that um, item on the agenda that we only received that presentation at half past two yesterday afternoon. I do understand the frustration of members and you are correctly frustrated. Um, the researchers were also then not able uh, to do a research paper and uh, that is not the, um, the I think we cannot blame the researcher for that. Uh, honorable members, you do know that uh, Dr. Kinnis is no longer with the committee. So um, Nicolette is filling in as the content advisor and uh, the researcher. Uh, but this is really not Nicolette's uh, fault. I also would like to say that even if Dr. Kinnis was there, uh, we would not have had a research paper by um, uh, last night. Uh, we cannot expect the research paper to be done uh, within four or five hours. Uh, the members would also not have been able to interrogate the research paper. Uh, the presentation we received yesterday was quite detailed and uh, members uh, indicated that they did not have sufficient time to study the presentation. I acknowledge this and as I said, I do acknowledge your frustration. Uh, the committee did indicate and um, to the ministry and to SAPS that um, their presentations have to be with us uh, seven days in advance. It was communicated to them in writing. Uh, it was communicated to the ministry and to SAPS. I do know that we have a new commissioner, but um, the this item on the agenda was placed on the agenda two months ago and um, they had two months in which to prepare. So the, the um, National Commissioner, our new National Commissioner, had sufficient time to prepare since this agenda item was placed on the agenda two months ago and uh, we cannot accept any excuse or apology for the late submission. Um, after uh, members have um, expressed their dissatisfaction. Uh, I've then uh, taken note of your dissatisfaction, honorable members. I'm not going to apologize on behalf of SAPS and the ministry, since um, I have no control over when they do send their submissions. And uh, um, I do know that we have written to them to say that the, their presentations have to be with us seven days in advance. Honourable Members, we will then not deal with the item today and um, we'll deal with the item next week. So today we'll only look at an analysis of the crime statistics and uh, I've requested that our researcher 
uh, does a presentation on the crime statistics. It will not be in the form of a presentation, but it will be in the form of the research report. I've also asked the Human Rights Commissioner, uh, Honorable Nissen, um, to um, Reverend Nissen, to, uh, to give us an input. He's not going to do a presentation, but I'll allow him to address the committee after uh, uh, Nicolette has um, done her presentation. As I said, it was too late for uh, Nicolette to do a formal presentation, so we'll allow her to, uh, to take us through the research report. The research report on crime statistics was sent to you well in advance, so I'm sure you have all had an opportunity to, um, to go through the crime statistics. Um, Babalwa, could I have the apologies, please? Uh, good morning, Chairperson. I only received an apology from the Minister. Uh, thank you very much. We have an apology from the Chair. Minister. Yes. Chair, uh, yes. there is also an apology from General Levia. He will request to be released at, uh, at 12 for uh, an engagement with uh, NPA uh, program. Um, we uh, accept this. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, General Labia, um, Dr. Labia, you may be uh, excused and we have accepted your apology. Um, Babawa, Nicolette, could you flight the agenda, please? Honorable members, you have the, um, uh, the agenda. We'll do the adoption of the minutes and uh, then we'll do the presentation, the further deliberation on the crime statistics. SAPS will not do a presentation. Nicolette will do the presentation. And uh, then I'll allow this. Uh, could you please mute your mics? Uh, the item then on the forensic science laboratories has been removed. Do I have an adoption of the agenda? Do I have a proposal for the adoption of the agenda? I move, Chair. Thank you very much. Do I have a seconder? Seconded, I second, Chair. Thank you very much. We'll now go to the minutes. Could you please flight the minutes? Uh, do we have an indication that um, you are happy with the attendance? If you have any uh, problems with the minutes, please indicate if you have any additions or corrections. The presentation, the committee deliberations, the committee resolutions. We had indicated that we will do the um, the further um, interrogation of the crime statistics, which we said will continue today to further unpack the crime statistics and gain a better understanding of the factors that impact on crime. We also received a 
um, a, a request from Honorable Whitfield to look at the economic crimes. Um, Honorable Meshu has also, sorry, indicated that he would like to be excused early. Uh, you are excused. Uh, thank you very much for attending Honorable Meshu. Uh, Nicolette, you will also indicate the uh, concerns of Honorable Whitfield. If we do not cover it correctly and sufficiently, Honorable Whitfield will then respond to this. Um, I'll also allow you to ask a question, but we have indicated to SAPS that we wanted further information on the matters you have raised with me. Uh, Nicolette, are you ready for the presentation? Oh, could I have the adoption of the minutes? Do I have a proposal for the adoption of the minutes? Good morning, Chair. I Thank propose for the adoption. Thank you, Honorable Peacock. Proposes adoption. Do we have a seconder? Good morning, Chair. I second it. Thank you, Honorable Moss. Uh, that um, adopts the minutes is thus adopted. Um, then we can continue with the presentation. Thank you, Nicolette. You can remove the, you can now remove the minutes. Uh, Nicolette, you have the research report? Uh, good morning, Honourable Trepperson, Honourable Members. Um, I do have it. Um, I'm just quickly waiting for Papa to stop the share. Here we go. Thank you, Nicolette. Share stopped. You can start now. Um, uh, Nicolette, sorry. Nicolette, you have sufficient time. You can start. Uh, thank you, Honourable Trepperson. Honourable members, I'm not going to go through the um, the crimes that's again. Um, as we heard last week, um, all crime categories increased with an overall increase of 9.3%. Um, Chair, I want to start by saying that the committee should consider the comparison of the last quarter of 2021-22 and comparing that to the last quarter of the previous financial year in that it occurred during two different stages or levels of um, lockdown. And you could argue that the level three lockdown created outlier data, which makes the comparison quite difficult in that the lockdown did have a significant effect on crime statistics. Um, so members should just keep that in mind. So what I looked at is a consideration of a linear trend for the 2021-22 financial year. And the table on the screen shows that Quarter one started off relatively low, and then in quarter two and three, it increased, and then in quarter four, it decreased again. Um, gee, and then I also looked at the overall crime 
for the past three financial years. And the table shows that the crime stats for 2021-22 decreased quite significantly compared to the previous um, three financial years. Uh, gee, as I indicated, it, um, all categories of contact crime the, um, increased significantly over the fourth quarter of the past financial year. Um, and these crimes are the most feared because it's like crimes against the person and it's quite violent. Um, Jefferson and honorable members, again, considering the linear trend for contact crime, it's quite clear that there's a significant change in the quarters. Um, and quarter two, contact crime decreased when compared to quarter one and quarter three again increased, and then in quarter four, um, contact crime decreased again. Jefferson, um, it's also important to note that in quarter three, it's a, a period between October and December, um, and this is also the period where the SAPs normally do their safer festive season operations, um, which, despite this increased um, deployment, we still see a significant spike in crime during this uh, period. Jefferson, um, looking at contact crime per capita, and uh, this is a ratio for 100,000 um, of the population, it's quite important to consider per capita ratios because as I indicated, it equalizes matters and it compensates for differences in population amongst different geographical areas, and specifically um, for the provinces. And, but it should be noted that in the fourth quarter of 2021-22, the per capita ratio for all contact crime was the highest compared to the same period of a five-year five financial year period, which is quite um, significant. Uh, um, my apologies for interrupting you, Nicolette. Uh, can you please, do you perhaps have, uh, last week I asked for the murder rate per 100,000. Do you have that? The the numbers of murder per 100,000? Um, 3%, yes. Um, on the screen, we have the selected uh, for murder. Uh, do you have figures? Or are these percentages? Um, Jefferson, it's not quite percentages. Um, it shows the likelihood um, per, per 100,000 people. So if you take this, um, the like 10 people in 100,000 um, is likely to be murdered or was murdered. Uh, so, thank you, Colette. Sorry for interrupting you. Not a problem, G. Um, when looking at the per capita ratios, G, um, it's quite significant I in the um, assault GBH and assault common. We, um, you are very like, oh, 71% out of 100,000 people is likely to be assaulted. 
Um, Gee, I've stated here that it is clear that I think the communities are having a um, difficulty with conflict resolution. When you consider that most murders, attempted murders and assault with the intent to cause grievous bodily harm is caused by arguments and misunderstandings. And I think it's important that it's actually um, delve deeper into this causative factors um, to understand what kind of arguments or misunderstandings are leading to these um, increase in murders, attempted murder and assault GBH. And Jefferson, again, between January and March in 2022, the SAPS recorded 6,083 murder cases, which is the highest actual number of murder cases over a five-year period between 2017-18 uh, and 2021-22. And again, G, um, considering a linear trend for the financial year under review, um, murder increased in the second quarter compared to the first quarter and then spiked significantly um, in the third quarter and then dropped down again in the fourth quarter. Um, G, the leading cause to factor in murder remains arguments and misunderstandings. But it is also very concerning that the second most prevalent cause to factor for murder is mob justice. Um, and this could point to a certain level of distrust in the criminal justice system. I've um, highlighted here the case that happened in Parkwood um, last week, where communities assaulted and eventually murdered a suspect. Um, he was suspected of um, abductions or kidnappings, but it later transpired that he was actually innocent and the community acted on false information. So this man unfortunately lost his life due to false accusations and this points towards or this highlights the very um, dangerous nature of mob justice. Now, the police have actually arrested numerous suspects in this um, in this case. Okay, the um, leading place for murders are in public spaces. Now, there's a street open field recreational center or park or beach. And it's quite significant that, that almost half of all murders were committed in public spaces. Now, it can be argued that environmental design or actually um, proper lighting and um, the factors such as that can actually improve policing um, in that it's not Um, Jefferson and honorable members, now again for murder, it is very um, important to consider the per capita ratio for provinces. Now, if you look at this um, table 
although the Eastern Cape recorded the second most murders in numbers, a person is most likely to be murdered in the Eastern Cape compared to all other provinces. It's got a per capita ratio of 15.7. And although the Pazulinatal province had the most murders in numbers, it only has the third highest ratio per province. And looking at the Western Cape, it has the fourth largest number of murders during the fourth quarter, but it has the second um, highest per capita ratio for murder in South Africa. So, gee, the um, likelihood to be murdered in the Western Cape is 14.1 out of 100,000 people. Um, Jefferson and Honourable Members, I've highlighted the top 10 murder stations. And as it can be seen here, um, the top three is in KwaZulu-Natal. And then we move to the Western Cape. One in the Gauteng um, province, Kakagisu, and um, one in the Matata police station in the Eastern Cape. Now, Jefferson, if you look at the top 30 murder stations, they actually recorded 18.2% of all murders committed in South Africa. Now, this is quite a high number. And if you only consider the Umlazi police station, the station alone accounted for 1.7% of all murders in South Africa during the fourth quarter of the 2021-22 financial year. The murder of police members increased quite significantly um, in the 2021-22 financial year's fourth quarter and over the whole financial year. So I've um, added the quarterly um, numbers provided by the SAPS. And according to the data, 109 police members were murdered during the past financial year. And that's quite a significant increase when considering that 80 police um, members were murdered in the 2019-20 financial year. And during the, um, um, sorry, excuse me, in the 2020-21 financial year, 80 police members were murdered. And in the 2019-20, uh, 73 uh, police members were murdered. Now, there's quite a significant um, increase um, when considering the 109 police members murdered in um, the past financial year. And that's definitely something that the police should look at. Um, and I know it's, it's a a priority of both the Minister and the National Commission to look at uh, the safety of police members. Jefferson, during the fourth quarter, um, 11 murders were committed on farms and small holdings. And in the previous meeting on Friday, Honorable Grunewald asked that the SAPs also include all the um, actual attacks that were um, committed on farms and small holdings and not only for the, um, the murders or incidents that was reported as a crime. 
um, the um, over this period, attempted murder increased by 24.8%, which is quite a high um, increase. And the cause of the factor remains arguments followed by robbery. And the leading place where attempted murder are committed is also in public spaces. Um, this is quite um, similar to the um, cost of factors for assault GBH, um, where the leading cost of factor is also um, misunderstandings and arguments, but the leading place where assault GBH are committed are not in open spaces, but actually in the um, residence of the perpetrator or the victim. And it's quite significant that, that between January and March, the SAPs linked 3,810 cases of assault GBH directly to um, the misuse of alcohol. Um, Jefferson and honorable members, and then also common assault and common robbery increased quite significantly. Um, but focusing on sexual offenses, um, it increased by 13.7% in the fourth quarter in January to March 2022. In total, the police recorded 13,799 cases of sexual offenses, which is 1,666 more cases than the previous financial year. Now, of the total number of sexual offenses, rape represents by far the most prevalent category, um, and it is almost 80% of the total sexual offenses committed during the um, three-month period between January and March 2022. Now, Chia showed here that between January and March, the SAPs recorded 10,818 rapes, which is 1,300 rapes more than the same period of the previous financial year. And if you take an average over the 90-day period, over the three months, it's actually approximately 120 rapes committed per day which is a quite a significant uh, figure. The leading place where rapes are committed remains in the residence of the perpetrator or the victim, and this represents 66% of the total number of rapes committed. And the second, the highest number of rapes are committed in public spaces, which is also quite significant, Jim. Looking at all the um, subcategories of sexual offences, um, almost all of them increase quite significantly, especially attempted sexual offences. It's only contact sexual offences that decreased um, by 1.1%. Honourable members, I'm looking at the top 10 rape stations for the fourth quarter. It is quite distributed through all the provinces. 
But again, if we take the top 30 rape stations, um, 13.9% of all rape cases um, were committed in these 30 stations. Again, um, going to the per capita importance of um, crime statistics. Although the free state had the second lowest number of rape cases, um, it had the second highest per capita ratio in South Africa. And although the Gauteng province has the highest number of rape cases per province, um, it has the lowest per capita ratio. So, um, Chairperson, honorable members, a person is almost twice as likely to be raped in the Free State or Eastern Cape than they are in the Gauteng province. And this, again, illustrates the importance of per capita ratios and the insightful information that it can add to the interpretation of crime statistics. Chairperson, uh, honorable members. Quite a um, disturbing trend over the fourth quarter of 2021-22 um, is a significant increase in contact crimes against both women and children. In the last meeting, members expressed significant concern, um, especially about the significantly high number of children being um, murdered during this period, which um, increased quite significantly. Um, and in the 90 days between January and March 2022, a total of 306 children were murdered. Um, 331 children were almost murdered, like um, attempted murder, and 1,937 were assaulted with the intent to cause grievous bodily harm. Looking at domestic violence for the period between January and March, the stats recorded 28,671 cases um, related to domestic violence. Um, during this period, 197 murders and 207 attempted murders related to domestic violence were recorded. And the most prevalent crime affecting both males and females in relation to domestic violence are common assault, um, followed by um, assault GBH, and then malicious damage to property. Um, the table below shows that the most domestic violence related crimes were reported in Gauteng, um, followed by the Western Cape and uh, KwaZulu Natal. And um, looking at this table, um, I want to highlight that although um, domestic violence is experienced by both men and women, categories like rape, 
is very uh, most um, it affects females much more than it does males, and the same is um, true for common assault, where twelve thousand three hundred and fourteen cases of common assault is against women, whereas only one thousand six hundred and forty is against males. Chairperson, moving on to um, aggravated robbery and the so-called um, trio crimes. Between January and March 2022, the SAPS recorded 15,369 um, trio crimes, which is an increase of 4.7%. Uh, Um, and then it's quite interesting to note that trio crime is very high in the Mamalodi East police station. <coughs> Excuse me. We, um, 155 of all trio crimes were committed. And the station also recorded an increase of 162.7% compared to the same period of the previous financial year. Um, in terms of trade crimes, carjacking increased significantly, as well as um, others. But JM is important to know that robbery has residential premises and non-residential um, decreased during this period. However, robbery of cash in transit increased significantly by 26% um, as the truck hijackings, which increased quite significantly. Now, Jane, honorable members, these are cases um, in which crime intelligence-led operations can make a big impact or quite a significant impact on um, stabilizing these um, crimes. And um, so these um, operations should be intensified to um, dismantle these crime um, syndicates. Jefferson, honorable members, I'm going to jump to um, kidnappings, which um, recorded a significant increase of 102% in the fourth quarter. And the most kidnappings um, were committed in Gauteng, Mpumalanga, and the Free State. And the number of kidnappings in Gauteng increased by almost 200%, which is quite a high um, increase. It is also very interesting to note that a lot, the most um, kidnappings happened in the Kempton Park police station. <coughs> Excuse me, Chair. I know um, members highlighted concern about the kidnappings and wanted also clarity on the um, on the link between um, kidnapping and that is mostly related to hijacking related incidents 
and members um, indicated that the, this that the SAP should consider the link between this and um, human trafficking that is um, also on the increase. Um, Chen, it must be noted that in 2012, in the 2019-20 financial year, a large number of kidnappings were related to sexual offenses. Um, which is not the trend in 2021-22. Honorable members, considering crime or crimes detected as a result of police action, it is the only crime category in which increase is viewed as a positive and a decrease as a negative. I think the SAP should be commend, commended for the significant increase of 22, 20.2% uh, increase compared to the same period in the previous financial year. Chairperson, just looking quickly at a provincial overview, the highest um, increases in overall crime was recorded in the Free State, followed by Limpopo, and then the Northwest. Um, but overall, all provinces had a, quite a significant increase in crime. Chairperson, honorable members, just quickly in conclusion, the key issues for consideration should be um, a further docket analysis to assess the impact of alcohol on contact crime. Um, and in here, the um, data extracted during the ban of alcohol during lockdown can be considered as an indicator. This links to the impact of the lockdown, Jefferson, and the impact of the restrictions on the movement of people and the sale of alcohol is not fully understood yet or quantified. Um, and as I started, the comparisons should be um, should take into consideration that the lockdown levels created outlier data, um, which can skew the um, comparisons of crime statistics. As the leading um, cost of factor and location of contact crime is in public spaces. It is possible that the increased police visibility in the areas mostly affected can significantly reduce the rate of murder and attempted murder that are committed in public spaces. Also, the um, impact of environmental design should be considered and must be in increased or improved because one has to acknowledge the difficulties that the police has when policing areas like townships that has no um, house numbers or um, formal roads, um, and it is quite dark in these areas. Chairperson, honorable members, there seems to be a, a problem or a challenge with the crime statistic data dissemination policy 
and also the crime statistics revision policy. Uh, members could engage the SAPs to see where this um, challenge lies and why it's not um, provided yet or finalized. And then the role of private security should be considered. I think it came to a very, um, it became very clear during the 2021 um, unrest that affected parts of KZN and Gauteng during 2021, where private security really played a significant role in crime prevention. And as I stated previously, that a lot of murders, or the majority of murders and attempted murder happens in public spaces, the private security could really be utilized in a significant way to add to uh, police visibility in this area. And this relationship or partnership must be um, formalized between the police and private security. And I think it's really an area that the committee could further um, explore. The underperformance in previous um, meetings, the committee raised concern about lack of action taken against um, station commanders in which in which crime is very high. And the SAPs indicated that action will be taken against these um, station commanders and the committee should really follow up on these um, actions. And then Jefferson, in conclusion, I highlighted that that SAP should really do an in-depth and comprehensive analysis on the data that they have, which can really um, add significant value and inform the, um, the location and intensity of crime prevention um, strategies and that they should take um, hands and collaborate with other um, analysis centers where in this approach to information sharing. And Tripperson, I highlighted the safety dashboard that was um, launched in the Western Cape um, by the Department of Health and the um, Institute for Security Studies, or ISS, did a very um, insightful paper on this and the use of this data um, that's captured at emergency centers at hospitals throughout the Western Cape. And while a lot of the information seems to be um, obvious, they did make significant um, significant um, findings, especially when you look at assault on women. And it shows that nearly half of the attacks on women were um, against pregnant women in the second trimester of pregnancy. Now, Jefferson, this is a quite, um, this is useful data that the police could use in um, 
in addressing specific crimes in specific areas. Uh, Chairperson, thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you, thank you very much. Honourable members, could you um, please uh, note all the comments and questions you'd like to ask? Uh, the engagement will be uh, for the rest of the meeting. So I think that we have not had such an engagement where we just sit and look at the crime stats and uh, the type of statistics and data dissemination policy and the crime statistics policy. Uh, when we receive the crime statistics uh, an hour or even half an hour before uh, the minister releases the crime statistics, it makes it very impossible for the members to interrogate these statistics. So you have an opportunity today to interrogate the statistics and we have received this research paper last week already, so it should not be new to you. Uh, honourable members, as I'm saying, uh, as I indicated earlier, uh, the um, Commissioner, uh, Reverend uh, Commissioner Nissen, will be uh, granted an opportunity to address the committee. Thank you. Uh, good morning, Honourable Chair, Honourable Deputy Minister, Honourable Members, and uh, thank you so much and colleagues in the staff of the committee. Thank you so much for giving us this opportunity to share with you some remarks. Let me start off by saying um, that there are many women and men in blue who goes even beyond of their, their duties to ensure that South Africa has been kept safe. And I'd like to pay tribute to all of those women and men that make sure that we are kept safe in the streets, in our houses, and where we find ourselves. However, I must just make one comment on the statistics, if I'm allowed, Chairperson, to Nicolette. It would have been wonderful to have a comparison of the statistics prior to COVID. And, and, and because COVID, the years of COVID gave 2021 20, and 22, gave us a false sense of security. So we compare with the time where um, there were certain measures in place. It would have been very good for us to understand how the statistics today were and compared with prior to 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 COVID uh, was declared and the disaster management regulations put in place and maybe this is for another day. Let me say that we we are having a very difficult time uh, in South Africa because once you look at the statistics, you also look at the kind of areas where it happens, um, where the 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 most uh, as outlined in different police stations across the country. And we, as the National uh, Preventive Mechanism from the Human Rights Commission, having the responsibility as given by Parliament on OPCAT, the Optional Protocol in Prevention of, treat, uh, of Torture, Inhumane and Degrading Treatment, we travel the country, visit police stations, and we, we the one thing that we find, and we'll report that to SAPS in terms of a memorandum, memorandum of understanding that we have with SAPS and also in terms of a quarterly meetings with SAPS, we will give them that report. However, what we do find, Chairperson, Honorable Chairperson, is that we are living in a dysfunctional society, particularly when it comes to the poor and the black and in the areas of townships and informal settlements. 
we have unemployment, inequality, and and poverty. And we we I, I believe that unless we have all the other stakeholders from social development, home affairs, um, labor department, everybody to be involved, including of course the economic development, involved in trying to find a solution as to how do we deal with those kind of issues in our society. I mean, we find people illegally occupying land, illegally stealing water, illegally taking electricity. And ESCOM's problems are not just because of their internal, but also we've got thousands and thousands of illegal connections that drains and even substations and all of those kind of things. We, we have sewage running into our streets in, in the townships. We have um, pump stations being vandalized, copper being stolen. We, um, and let me give the example of the Western Cape. Does not have a copper mine, but they export most of the copper. So we have got all of these dysfunctional um, areas in society, and we need to bring everybody together. So how do we deal with crime? Because the South African police services is not the only institution that needs to deal with crime. We need to get society and the community on board. Hence, I would like to recommend even to subs when we meet with them in our meetings that, I mean, we listen to this crime statistics. We do not hear how SAPs have been involved in the community to conscientize them and bring them part of the community and how they've moved um, SAPs' confidence and trust in the community forward in, in, in so on. Because you need 50% of SAPs with all their instruments to deal with crime. You need 50% of the community to assist SAPs to deal with the issue of combating and preventing crime. We see SAPs being 90% and the community only brings 10%. That's why we're saying, as the Human Rights Commission, we've been engaging SAPs on a continuous basis throughout the country to say, how do we also even influence you in doing human rights, uh, doing policing with the human rights culture, but also reminding the South African community that they do have responsibility to support SAPs in preventing and combating crime. And I would, one of the issues that we will raise in our quarterly meeting is that one of the performance appraisals um, area need to be how does SAPs in the station, local station and the members also be rewarded and accorded uh, points in terms of how the involvement of the community and how they work with the community in combating crime. The second, coupled with that, is the whole issue about the CPFs. How effective, and I know there are plans and, 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 and uh, in place to revitalize and look at the CPF and make them more effective, but also we must stop politicizing the CPFs. And how do we get the CPFs? And there are many CPFs people that are doing great work. How do we then accord them that recognition at the same time, make them more and more, particularly in the poorer areas, equipped with resources. Because sometimes the CPF chairperson doesn't even have money for airtime. In the richer areas, CPFs are equipped with all the equipment. So we also have to look at the CPFs in those poorer areas and the areas where they're most needed, where they can assist the subsets 
in all the duties. So that's the, the second thing, coupled with the, the community involvement. The third thing with the community involvement, uh, Chairperson, Honorable Chair, is that we really need to uh, change the style of our imbizos. I, we must not have imbizos as hit and run. And I know there are many, many um, station commanders that are going and doing the extra mile. And I want to thank the station commander of Nyanga East, Nyanga uh, uh, precinct that have really worked a lot of work. They've actually there's a constable there that was Constable Abrams that used the social policing in identifying, and that's one of the success stories. Identifying in primary school in grade seven, um, uh, grade seven and grade grade six and grade seven, identifying those young people who are the 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 the, the harvesting area for criminals in bringing them and changing their mindset and the attitude. So I think there are a lot of good stories, but I do believe that we should give more attention of community intervention and how do we work with the communities and change the mindset of the communities. Coupled with that, Chairperson, Honorable Chair, Honorable Members, Honorable Deputy Minister, it is the issue about what happened to the moral regeneration in a, a, a project in this country. We have seen, we have seen that we have lost the moral authority in a number of areas. And that's why we need to re- merely make an appeal again to those institutions in society, like the, um, like the religious and interfaith um, leadership, really to begin to go back and, 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 and create an environment where we can, where we can help um, the, 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 the community in um, combating and preventing crime, the first thing they can do, and which we always do the Human Rights Commission, wherever we find ourselves, is that stop buying stolen goods. Stop buying stolen goods because buying stolen goods are really creating this dysfunctionality within our society. And, and it's not only the poor that buy. There are many people in this country that always wants a bargain. The second thing, uh, Chep, Honorable Chair, it is that we really need to go, and I had the opportunity during the July unrest to address the uh, Minister of Trade and Industry to say the scrapyards and the scrapyard dealers in this country, we, we, there's no, there's no um, uh, monitoring. I only saw once in Caledon, in, in that I saw the Sergeant Police Services coming, coming around to check a scrapyard dealer's uh, records. Because though they have all these rules, you cannot buy and so on. And then second, and coupled with that is also the second hand and pawn shops where you have to buy second hand goods, etc. People just take anybody's ID and go and put it there. So I think there, is a, there are a lot of issues that we can deal with at how we can stop the rot in South Africa. Then, Honorable Chair, is the issue about the forensic labs. And I remember that one of the members last year raised this issue and we've engaging them. And really, if we do not deal with the forensic labs issue as a really important, important issue, an urgent issue, we're forever going to have people to continue um, rape, rape victims, murder victims, um, not getting the justice that they deserve. Coupled with what Nicolette said on the mob justice issue, I think it's important that we really need to engage and have more and firm engagement in, in, in communities and so on. 
uh, whilst we do not agree with illegal activities, all of these things, but it's still happening. And how do we combat that? Chipperson, and then a few last remarks from my side. Um, it is that the Human Rights Commission is really concerned about the safety and the right to life. Obviously, this is GBV, and we do believe there's a lot more education that needs to be, and training that needs to be done on the police station level. And I have offered, as a commission, we have offered two SAPs that we will do at the station lectures, that we will interact with them from time to time to bring in the, the issue of human rights and also to sensitize, including with the um, Commission for Gender Equality, to bring them. To ensure that, that we serve as our members to, to all of these issues. We as the Commission Chairperson, Honorable Chair, Honorable DM and Honorable Members, our mandate is really to ensure that those state institutions execute their mandates and we stand ready to, to assist wherever we can. However, we do need to uphold the right to life, the right to safety and the right to protection in this country. And we reiterate, uh, Chairperson, that it's important for us to go through these issues and make sure that we, we support the South African police services. But at the same time, also, we must say to South African police services that the Human Rights Commission, whilst we support and support and, and continue to, to be your arm and your, and your oversight uh, body, we really urge that they be greater and sustainable and really um, workable um, community interaction and also to reward your members who are involved in community activities. Then, Chairperson, um, the state of our police stations, um, that's for another day. I just want to bring it on your attention that really there are some police stations that in such a, a, a state, and I unfortunately mentioned this previously, that some of those police stations are crime breeders as well because the state in which they are, people say, well, if I'm handled like this, what the, what the heck? That's why, Chair, my, 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 um, my plea is to, to all our members in blue, and in blue, women and men, to really go out of the way. And I really appreciate that. And lastly, Chairperson, may I just appeal to you and to members who are in Cape Town and um, to really um, support the initiative of the uh, Kalicha Development Forum in the summit that they'll be having on the 16th of this month and to look at the issue of killings, not only in Kailicha, but across the Cape Flats. And I will also ask you, Chairperson, Honorable Chair, and, mem and Deputy Minister and members to support the initiative by the um, provincial uh, uh, Commissioner General Patikile in trying to build better relationship between Khalids and Africans in this province, because in the last few weeks we have seen this ethnic and racial, um, uh, 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 you know, um, voice notes and and how some people want to 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 create that crisis, and 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 um, that also led to that unfortunate death of that person which Nicolette talked about. And we need to do all what we can to build good relationships. But again, as I said, I start off by saying, 
we need a dysfunctional society. We need a particular one areas in the poor and the vulnerable areas. And we need to do whatever we can and bring all the departments together to ensure that we mobilize support to make South Africa a safer society for women, girl children, men and, 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 and boys children in particular, so we can all live together in the society. You know, Chaperson, I, I almost, almost, but I will say this, I can't help saying this. You know, I mean, we all come from different traditions, but there's the tradition that I come from where there was a freedom charter adopted and the last part of the freedom charter that said there shall be peace and friendship in South Africa. Unfortunately, that one still has to be realized. Thank you, Chair. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Commissioner. And uh, thank you very much to um, uh, your team. I know that I called you at very short notice and I'd like to apologize uh, to you for that. Uh, but uh, Commissioner, I appreciate the work you are doing and uh, the support you are giving uh, to communities. Uh, you have also been a tremendous support uh, to me in the work that I'm doing. And I would really like to uh, appreciate you for this and commend you for this. Uh, thank you very much, Nicolette. Uh, I've also put, put tremendous pressure on you. And I'd like to thank Nicolette uh, for doing all this work. As I said, she's now doing the work of the researcher and the content advisor. And uh, the committee should appreciate the work that Nicolette is doing. I'm going to now take... Chairperson, Chairperson, my apologies, my humble apologies. May I thank you too, and may I thank the committee, and also those members that asked us questions the last time. I would just want to assure the members that we are working very hard on it, but thank you and your committee for the support that you've given the Human Rights Commission. As a Chapter 9 Institution Oversight Committee a body like you, we want to thank you, and we will continue to work with you as chair and the committee, and the minister, and the deputy minister. Thank you so much, Chairperson. We will stay in the meeting. Thank you, Chair. Oh, oh thank you. Mfundisi, uh, do you have time? I'm going to allow the, the members to ask uh, questions, um, and then I'll give you an opportunity to also respond. Uh, do you have time to, to still engage with us? Thank you, Chair. You will have time. Uh, Reverend Nissen, uh Commissioner, you will have time. Yes, Chairperson, thank you thank so much. You. I will, I'll stay on until the end, and I will have time to answer questions if there are any. Thank, thank you, you, Chair. Thank you. Um, honorable members, that takes us to the end of our uh, presentations. Uh, I will now give you an opportunity to ask questions or make comments. Thank you very much. Um, I've noted the hands of Honorable Whitfield, then to Blanche, and then uh, um, Dr. Grunewald. I'll start with Whitfield, then to Blanche, and then Grunewald, and then Shembeni. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Chairperson. And um, a very big thank you to Nicolette for an excellent uh, report, which I think really analyzes the crime statistics in a very useful way and also highlights the horrific nature of um, the violent crime that is uh, capturing our country. 
Chair, I would like to just say that when this committee is united behind an issue, we have been able to get things done. We have made sure that rape kits were rolled out in 2019 by holding SAPs accountable. We have managed to put pressure on SAPs to develop a turnaround strategy for the forensic science laboratories, which based on the presentation we will see next work next week is yielding some positive results. Always on top or something. And uh, we have been able to adopt the criminal law forensic procedures bill by putting pressure on the executive to bring that bill, that overdue bill to the committee and to deal with it. And so in the same manner that we have tried to strengthen the criminal justice system from our perspective chair, I believe that the committee needs to unite around key interventions to which we're going to hold the South African Police Service accountable. And um, I, I think specifically what we need from SAPS is a response on the point that Nicolette raised about private security as a force multiplier through formal uh, arrangements across the country. We know that private security firms have MOUs with certain uh, stations and station commanders but we need a strategy around this issue and we need to get a presentation from CIRA and SAPS on how private security can work closer in a more coordinated way with the police. Chairperson, the second thing that I believe the committee needs to take away from these crime stats is that our police service needs to make use of evidence-based policing. We need to understand to what extent the police is making use of evidence-based policing because the evidence is in the statistics. And when the statistics are analyzed properly, you are able to develop patterns and that evidence should assist us in deploying resources and strategies to tackle specific areas where certain crimes are highest. We know that most violent crime occurs over weekends uh, and SAPS therefore needs to make sure that its human resources deployments are balanced and that we make sure that over weekends we are not short-staffed, which we know is the problem. Uh, Chairperson, the strengthening of the forensic science laboratories must remain on our agenda. I agree with Reverend Nissen. It must remain on our agenda, and I thank you for keeping it uh, at the front of our agenda over the last few years. Because unless we are able to reduce recidivism in this country, uh, we are not going to be able to deal decisively with repeat violent criminals. And um, that is why this Criminal Law Forensic Procedures Bill has been so important, Chair. And I would like us to get a report from the Civilian Secretariat uh, and SAPS on the, the repeat criminals, the criminals who repeat these same violent crimes, the recidivism, a recidivism report, which um, the committee can get to understand uh, the high rate of recidivism in South Africa so that we can develop targeted interventions. Lastly, Chair, I, want, I would very much like the committee to consider, and perhaps the Deputy Minister um, could assist in, in taking note of this request, that I think we all recognise that the South African Police Service alone cannot deal with this high rate of violent crime in the country. We need a coordinated approach and strategic interventions across the country in specific locales where crime takes a particular shape. And in order to do that, Chair, and Reverend Nissen touched on a coordinated approach, I would like to propose that we get a presentation uh, from the ministry on what 
kind of impact the National Security Council can make in this respect. The fact that the National Security Council is not convening on a regular basis, specifically to analyze crime statistics and to develop a coordinated response, I believe is a missed opportunity. This body should exist to help us to tackle national security threats. And there is no greater national security threat chair at the moment than the high rate of violent crime in South Africa, which is undermining on a daily basis the authority of the state and the safety of our communities. Thank you very much, Chair. Thank you very much, Honorable Whitfield, Honorable De Blanche, and then Grunewald. Chairperson, good morning. <clears throat> Chairperson, let me also start by really conveying my appreciation and gratitude to Nicolette for the sterling work that she is doing. Um, you know, really, and, and, you know, I wanted to start on a, on another note, but I think it's appropriate to, you know, to acknowledge the work that is being done by the people that is assisting this committee. Chairperson, in a way, it was a very frustrating meeting for me. And let me tell you why. Chairperson, we, from the police's side, you know, Apparently, you know, that is just something that I'm not very happy about. You know, the police does not submit the presentations timelessly, not allowing the committee to, you know, to engage that properly. Um, you know, once again, we, we have a very, very important meeting. I cannot think about something more serious in this country at the moment, but this crime. And yet, uh, our minister needs to be somewhere else. And I already requested in the past, in the minister cannot make this meeting on a Wednesday morning, then we should find another date. Because the person that must respond to this committee, that is the person that we must keep responsible. And there is already, you know, indication by the Zondo Commission and others that government, that parliament is failing, and we need to change that, Chairperson. Chairperson, another worrying factor for me is, you know, on a continuous basis now, you know, things are referred to this committee, uh, committee, and then we cannot, you know, finalize it. I'm referring to, for instance, you know, the discussion that we had with public works and the police. And that meeting just apparently disappeared from the radar now, or it's not regarded as, as important anymore. Um, Chairperson, the issue regarding, you know, the breakaway session um, and the survey that the police did themselves, that is always, that is also moved now. And while on that, um, you know, as the committee that took a decision, you know, at the previous meeting that um, we must go on a breakaway session for two days with all the role players. And my question is, Chairperson, what is this committee's role there? The, uh, the role players there are the police in the first instance and, you know, obviously the, the unions representing their people. They must discuss their issues they must come to a conclusion, and obviously only then, according to my uh, judgment, 
then they must come report back to this committee exactly what they intend to do. Chairperson, um, I feel that this committee is really crippled by the non-performance of the police at the moment. And uh, then we are trying to assist them finding you know, excuses why they cannot perform. Um, it is said and, and it is true that the police alone cannot police properly. But it must be remembered that in the policing strategy, partnership policing should be pursued. And in partnership policing, uh, Chairperson, the police is the active partner. They must activate the citizens of this country as, you know, the other partner. Um, I think it's high time, Chairperson, that we get the provincial commissioners on a provincial basis before this committee to come explain why the position is in their provinces the way it is. And then the one thing, and I think that is also useful to, to just highlight, yes, environmental design is important, but while it is important, what steps are the police taking to activate the role players that should attend to that? And then, you know, we cannot keep hiding behind that as an excuse because for many, many years to come, uh, environment uh, design is not going to be rectified. I want to thank the Honorable um, Reverend Nissan or the Commissioner Nissan. I think that was very useful information that he conveyed to us this morning. Um, and I'm glad to hear that apparently he is engaging the police, you know, on several occasions or quite frequent, uh, you know, on, on, on an ongoing basis. Chairperson, the one thing that is quite, is glaringly clear is that an integrated approach from government side is needed, an integrated approach. And that is something that our dear minister can arrange from his side to include the other departments that needs to play a role. What we are seeing here is a fragmented government not performing well and not engaging the other role players. Chairperson, um, I think what is also uh, what also needs to mention, you cannot keep on doing the same thing and expect different outcomes. The police will have to relook, revisit their policing style again and introduce what is termed uh, total policing. That is a that is a very well known policing tactic. Uh, nationally, so that I think needs to be implemented. Lastly, Chairperson, the world has moved on. And so the police also need to move on and government need to look on. Chairperson, we cannot allow that this committee is boycotted because of the non-performance of our departments. Thank you. Uh, uh, thank you very much, Honorable Tablanche. Honorable de Blanche, um, the first thing I'd like to raise with all members and you is that I've requested, regularly requested, that if you have items that you wish to place on the agenda, please do so, so that when we prepare the program for the committee, I place your urgent matters on the agenda. I have consistently 
done exactly what you, the committee requested me to do. You wanted the public works minister, we brought the public works minister. We want the minister of communications, we are looking for a date with her. We committed ourselves to the breakaway session, we are working on it. So, honorable members, I would really like to, to urge you to please take note of what it is we are doing and what it is as a committee chair and a whip we have responded to. So I'm really, really not going to allow you to make certain uh, calls and uh, uh, um, cost dispersions on how we run the program. If you're unhappy with how we run the program, please, I ask you consistently, send your requests. Honorable Whitfield sends his requests, I respond to it. Dr. Grunewald, I respond to it. So whenever members recommend or request anything in the committee, I do so urgently. You, we requested and took a decision last week, Friday, that we are going to discuss the crime statistics in more detail. What we will do from now onwards is that whenever the crime statistics are presented, we'll have a discussion as we are doing with, uh, uh, within a few days time or at the next committee meeting and that will be taken seriously and we will in indicate that on the program so honorable members please i am going to be very strict on how we arrange our program i have had to change this committee program when one members uh, um, there are two members who um who present apologies I've had to cancel meetings at short notice. So really, I am no longer prepared to take that flag from the house chairperson and a number of others because one, SAPS does not give me presentations in time. Two, committee members apologize. We now have requested the uh, house chairperson to give us slots, even if it's easy in the evening. We need more time to meet as a committee. I'm requesting, I'm engaging with the national chairperson, I mean the house chairperson, to ensure that we give a slots. If the minister cannot make it in the morning, we'll have a session to, for him to make it in the evening. So if he cannot make it in the morning on a Wednesday, we'll have sessions for him to respond to questions in the evening. Uh, uh, really, really, it is problematic if I have to listen to all of this and uh, um, uh, it seems as if I'm not responding. Thank you very much, um, General um, uh, Honorable Dr. Grunewald. Thank you, Chair. Chair, allow me also to express my appreciation to Nicolette. Uh, her research is always of high standards, and it's very helpful and contributes to constructive discussions. So my thanks as far as that is concerned. Jefferson, I think Commissioner Nissan actually mentioned one of the core issues when it comes to crime, and that is the social issues. But I want to say to that chairperson that that is a scope far bigger than just a police portfolio committee. This is a societal issue where the government of the day must look into. 
And I want to say, Chairperson, there are other countries, specifically in Africa, uh, who is much poorer countries than South Africa, but they don't have the high rates of crime that we have. And the different causative matters has been raised. I mean, to see that arguments and misunderstandings is uh, uh, the first and the most uh, causative factor or the leading causative factor for murder, then a society must ask itself, what is wrong? Chairperson, with that, the other disturbing thing is that the second leading causative reason or factor for murder is uh, vigilantism or mob justice. Now, Chairperson, I about seven years ago, mentioned in a debate, in a budget debate in Parliament, that we must take note of mob justices that is taking place in South Africa. And the reason why I did that is that the moment you have mob justice, and where we are now on the stage, where it is the second leading causative factor, it means a society the community don't have any further trust and faith in the police services. They feel that the police services cannot protect them. And Chairperson, I, I put this on the table for the police. Uh, I think in our previous minute, we saw that we said we're going to have, say for instance, a two-day meeting to see how we can deal with crime statistics and what steps are going to be taken. There should be a strong focus from the side of the police services on why does the community not have faith and trust in the police services? Because, Chairperson, I want to make the statement now to say we're going to have a further increase because of this. And I think it's a whole picture. So that's what I want to contribute on this matter. I think we can talk all day on everything, but I want to highlight that. Chairperson, I have a specific question, and I want to refer back to the slides we had and received on Friday with the presentation of the crime statistics. And it is about four murders, and yes, uh, thank you. I appreciate the undertaking that we also have former tax. But Chairperson, I would like to have a clear definition of what the police services see as a farm murder. Because on the slide on slide 19, for instance, they had murders of a farming community and they've got 12 cases. And then they have to assault one arson. And I did ask a question on that. So I want to know how do they define a farm murder? And the reason I've asked that, Chairperson, on the slide 12, if you look at place of occurrence of some categories of contact crime, when it comes to murder, it says agricultural land or farm or plot or small holding, 78 murders. Now, as far as I know, in terms of the report, 
on farm attacks of the police 2003, they defined a farm murder, any murder that took place on an agricultural land farm plot or small holding. Now, according to these statistics, there were 78, but on the slide, it says only 12. So, Chairperson, I just want to have quite clear clarity on that issue. Thank you, Chair. Uh, thank you, Dr. Grunewald, Honorable Shimbeni, Peacock, and then Siabi. Thank you, Chairperson. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Chair. Good morning, Deputy Minister and uh, the SAPS delegation. Uh, thank you very much from the Nicolette's presentation. Uh, Chairperson, for me, it's very, very much worrying that we will sit here and talk about crime, that it's escalating, and especially now in our term, it has gone so high than before. It's very, very, very much worrying because it seems as if, and it does not seem as if we are part of it, because it seems as if we're doing nothing with the present SAPS management and its uh, uh, members. Here, I'm looking at first the provinces that are contributing to the high levels of crime. What interventions do these provinces need? That is where we must start. And provinces are divided into regions. And from regions, as far as I know, there are generals also that are looking at these regions. We must find out exactly as to what is happening from them. Let them come here and account. Commanders of the top 10 stations, their ranks, I'm just worried what is the capacity of the stations when I'm saying their ranks, I'm meaning now uh, the commander of the station, uh, the subordinates or subcommanders, and everything is still still in order because this is where we are losing this thing. Remember, Chairperson, I requested that we have a quarterly report of the capacity of the police stations up until today. I did not receive that. And we have not seen this thing happening in this committee. We are visiting stations. There are complaints. Day before yesterday, I visited one police station in Bumalanga. Almost five or to seven police officers and mostly warrants, senior ones to captains are no longer there, but they have not been replaced. Some have been transferred, some are dead, some promoted, some on pension, seven. And no replacement. What is the meaning of that? Are you expecting that station to perform? How? It won't be. So something must be done. Now, coming to the police stations, they've got this so-called MIC the management information centers. 
there is a person that is appointed there. How effective is this? Are these people in those stations? Are they giving those people the information to the relevant people, to the detectives or uh, crime prevention units to say, uh, look at that spot. That is the hotspot of what, 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 murder or what, what, what. Is that thing happening? If yes, it's happening. And then why is crime not detected in those areas? We have got areas where we are staying. You see that crime is so high, but you don't see even a single police officer. From the weekend Friday to Monday, the places, it's no-go areas, roads closed, but there is nothing that is happening there. And everybody knows that something is happening in that area. But you don't see even a single police officer. What is Mick doing? Intelligence. Do we still have intelligence? If we do have intelligence in our regions or whatever, I think they must be disbanded because they are not doing anything. Firearms have tend to be like crackers here where we are staying. Once we hear that if there is bereavement, you will hear firearms from morning to sunset. But nothing is happening after that. There are no intelligence-driven operations at station level that we see that, or we can hear that, or after that meeting or after that funeral where there were so firearms uh, discharged, we have so many people that are being arrested. Nothing, nothing is happening. So I wonder if, uh, how are we going to police such a community if we cannot uh, make follow-ups on such things? Oversights to police stations or provinces. We are struggling because uh, I don't think that we have enough time or it's always about money. We are told that there is no money. There is what, 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 what the budget is. But our duty as the committee and seeing to what is happening in South Africa about crime, we were not supposed to be staying at home. We were supposed to be going up and down in these provinces, station by station. So that we go, we find out the root causes of these crimes. Because truly speaking, Chair, those commanders, some of them are not going to tell you what is happening here. You are not going to, 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 to get the reasons why. There are cover-ups. People want to be promoted, even if there is something wrong. I was in the office of a station commissioner. The, the, the ceiling inside is falling, but it's failing to report. And when I asked him what is happening here, he said, now this office was recently uh, renovated in January, but the, the ceiling is falling on top there. But now he cannot report because once he starts reporting, yeah, you are complaining too much. We have just promoted you. You see, it's like promoting a person is a favor. Now that person must not uh, erase genuine points to the management of the SAPS because you want to be promoted. That's where we have a problem. That's where we are struggling. 
And we say police are struggling to fight crime. No. Some of the members that are working very hard are tired, Chair, to tell you the truth. Because you go, you work very hard behind you. They bite you. You think you are better. Instead of promoting you, those who are not doing work, those who are criminals, they are paying for promotions. They get promoted. But they are corrupt in the SAPS. Chairperson, there are firearms that were meant for destruction that have been sold. This thing has been reported in the SAPS management. But up to this far, nothing has happened. And this province, the crime in that province that I've once mentioned, is going higher, higher, and higher. People are being victimized every day. Now, this general measure, General Lisi, who is attending court against a woman, Patricia Mashale, is going to court with a fleet of uh, uh, SAPS cars, bodyguards. From when? And this uh, 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 general serving bodyguards to go to court against this woman, TRT and all these things. No. These people are intimidating our members in such a way even a magistrate decided to rescue herself from court because of what is happening in free state. And nobody is doing anything there. It's a very, 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 very serious issue. Firearms that were meant for destruction have been sold out. Nothing is happening there. The killing of policemen was also be regarded as a crime against the state. We have been calling that. I think that we'll have to discuss that with the uh, correctional, I mean the justice system, Chaperson. Uh, it's very, very, very serious. If people can start to respect police officers like what is happening in our nearest countries, like Mozambique, you cannot kill a police officer there. You can't. But here in South Africa, people are doing as it pleases them. So they don't respect the law. Something must be done, uh, Honorable Chair. I want to check also with the, the new recruits because I heard that they, they will be advertising for maybe another 5,000 or whatever. Now, my question is, is SAPS also going to take new applications? Or there were applications of which there were people that they were not called. Are they going to consider those applications? Or people must start afresh again to apply as new recruits. Uh, I think that is what uh, uh, I have up to so far. But my strong response is with the intelligence, uh, Honorable Chairperson. 
if we have intelligence that does not give the detectives or crime prevention the information to go and do the arrests and everything, that means nothing is happening. So we need to do something about this. Because at the same time, those firearms that are killing the police, some are being taken from the police. Those firearms that are committing crime every day are those firearms that we see them or we hear them being discharged every day in funerals, uh, taverns, night vigils, and everywhere. So we need to up the gear in this crime intelligence issue. Uh, Honorable uh, Chairperson, I thank you very much. Uh, uh, thank, thank you very much, Honorable Shebeni. Honorable Peacock? Good morning, Chair. Greetings to the DM, subdelegation, as well as the representation from the Human Rights Commission. Uh, Chairperson, before I can get into what I want to say with regard to the presentation, let me take this opportunity also to to thank Nicolette for the presentation that she's doing and the work that she's doing that helps us to have a more informative uh, decision to take with regard to everything that is happening with regarding the police. Mine is to say that since the, 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 the stats were released last week, I believe that today's meeting should be solution-orientated meeting. The reason I'm saying that, Chair, is that the states are showing that there's a crisis. And as a committee, we must try to find solution on how to assist to make sure that the next financial year or the next report has an improvement. On the point that I want to raise, I'm not going to be dwelling too much into some of the issues that have been highlighted or stated by other members. I'll only stick to two points that I really wish that this could be looked into because if it's, if it's looked into, it, will, it might assist in order to reduce the crime states that we see. The issue on the environmental design, as one of the members have already said that for now it's not an issue, it is an issue. If you stay at the rural areas where we come from, from the areas that we stay, the environmental design will always be an impact on crime that we see where we are staying. The concern that I'm having with regard to that chairperson is that when you go to these environments, you'll see that there are no streetlights, there are no, and when you look at it, chairperson, I still remember I mentioned it once, that we will never be able to, find, to fight crime except alone. I don't know how are we going to do it. I don't know who is going to do it, but this thing is frustrating, Chairperson. Where you look at that everything, the problem that is there because now the, 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 the stats are high, we are now looking at the stats that is high, but we don't consider the impact or we don't consider what causes that to, 
to, to happen. You look at municipalities. What is the role of the municipality in order that they should play in order to assist these states to, to, to come to a point where we feel safe in South Africa? You go to your home affairs, your home affairs with regard to this, um, with regard to the undocumented immigrants. It's a problem, Chairperson. How is SEPS going to do this alone? If all these sisters' department or the department that should help SEPS in order to reduce crime, they are not really bringing their part in order to do that. Let me take you to a position, Chairperson, whereby you go to, your, to, your, to, to the issue of, as, as highlighted by the presentation on Human Rights Commission, where they speak of moral regeneration program. On moral regeneration program, we all know that that it's, it's, it's mostly centered at municipalities locally, and of which crime is, is, is it's, it's, it's dealt with locally, Jefferson. And you'll find that within municipalities, there are no such structures. There are municipal stakeholder forums where you expect these things to be discussed at a local level with regard to crime, with regard to everything, this is not being discussed. You go to your district, uh, the district has also a, a stakeholder forum. There's also a premier intergovernmental forum where it's the most of the budget because this uh, a moral regeneration program is not, it's not funded within municipalities. It's an unfunded program, but it's directed from the premier's office. And how is it linked to the locals? So we expect at least, Chairperson, I don't know, because the, the time that we did our oversight, I, I, I vividly remember when the SEPs reported that they, they are trying their best, but the problem is the other departments for them to perform, to form part of them in order to fight crime. The only thing that they'll do is when there are programs, then you'll see they are there. It's where you see they are, they are maybe in a day there's a program whereby there should be there should be door to door or whatever in order to look for crime or whatever is where you'll see a department or a municipality assisting but my concern mostly chair is that SEPs, let's be realistic it will never be able to fight crime alone let alone all the issues that we have on SEPs with regard to the 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 with regard to the 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 the, the guns that are that have been stolen by the police, drugs tra trafficking, and other things, but the most important thing, chairperson, is moral regeneration. If we are not going to enforce a way as this committee to find a way for all these departments to come to the board, then we won't be able to fight crime. We'll sit with the same problem again saying that SAPS is not doing, SAPS is not doing, but they won't be able to do this alone. I thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable Peacock. Honorable Siabi. Uh, uh, thank you, Honorable Peacock. Honorable Siabi. Thanks very much, Chairperson. Um, let me request from you, Chairperson, that uh, I put my video off.
because of network challenges. Thank you, Yumei. Um, Honorable Wurp, uh, your sound is also very soft, eh? Can you maybe also, let's see when you put off your video, if we can get your sound. Thanks. Now? Yes, better. Okay. Let me join uh, the rest of the committee members in welcoming the presentation, well-prepared uh, presentation. And greetings to the... Uh, Chair, we can't hear the whip speak. Uh, uh, Honorable Wok, uh, the DM also can't hear you. I thought maybe my ears were problematic. Uh, Honorable Wok, DM also can't hear you. Hello, can you hear me now? Is that better, DM? Because I'm... I'm uh, it, I can't hear yeah, it's, it seems like he's far from the mic. I'm very close to the mic. Are you? Can you hear me now? Maybe, Chair, if if you can allow allow him to disconnect and connect again, then we get the next person to ask if it's possible, because I think probably it's a, it's a network where he's, he's just we can't hear him. It's very faint. Um, Honorable Wop, can you just um, uh, can you leave the meeting and then disconnect? And then you reconnect because we'd really like to hear you. Um, in the meantime, uh, that was uh, the last um, of this round of questions. We'll take another round of questions. Um, Honorable DM, uh, the floor is yours. No, th thanks, Chair, and uh, thanks to, to, to members. I think it will be appropriate that... Uh, we apologize for for the for the late submission, particularly uh, with regard to the issues of the forensic, and we want to take responsibility for for for, for that. Chair, uh, it's not intentional. We have always tried to bring uh, our submissions on time, and we'll try going forward to make sure that. Uh, we correct that weakness because indeed it doesn't help the committee if we arrive late and uh, we expect to have fruitful discussions. You can see with the stats uh, today because you are you received them on time, uh, your team was able to make uh, thorough preparations and uh, uh, Nicolette made a presentation here which... Uh, members commended and i think also from subs we we commend the the analysis that she has made and the input because it's a it's very very helpful what she she was saying she we, we are able to see uh, the stats and how we can uh, improve on them from a different angle uh, all, 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 all together. Uh, this is quite informative, Chair. And you know, one has always said that uh, when we interface with the committee, we become wiser. And this is a typical example of uh, of that uh, experience that we get out of interacting with yourselves. If you look even in terms of the comments that members have made, 
starting with the Honorable uh, Whitfield uh, uh, and all the other members that were on the platform. The, 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 it's more suggest, suggestive rather than questions that were, were asked. And I, I want to say, Chair, that we take note of uh, the issues that they have raised. And I think on, uh, on some of them, they, we will go back and see how we can, we can improve uh, as subs and how we can collaborate uh, with other stakeholders that uh, can uh, assist us in the fight against crime. Indeed, you, you are right, Honorable Whitfield, that uh, the private security, they are a, a force multiplier. That is our understanding. And we, we need to strengthen that particular uh, uh, understanding to ensure that we are able to respond to the challenges that we are uh, confronted uh, 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 with. I will allow that we, we give, we allow General Masemula and the team uh, to respond to some of the specific questions that were raised, including those that uh, uh, talk to provinces, because in here, we we have uh, the full complement of the delegation, including provincial commissioners, so they will be able to to talk to what uh, affects them and what is it that uh, they are doing as provinces with regard to the issues that members have raised. So we we have everybody on the platform who will be able to enrich the discussions here and respond to the questions. If you may allow, Chair, I'll request that uh, we allow the National Commissioner General Masemula and the team to, 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 to come in. And if there is a matter that General Libya will want to talk to, because we, Chair, remember I indicated that he was requesting to be released at 12. So if he can be given an opportunity uh, to comment, if there is any comment he will want to make, I will request that uh, after General Masemula has introduced the issues and made his comment uh, before he allow uh, other generals to comment, we give General Levia. But if he has no issue to comment on, I, I think we can then proceed with the rest of the generals and senior managers who are on the platform to talk to the issues. Over to you, General Masemula, through you, Chair. Uh, thank you very much, Dean. Uh, Dean, could we, uh, and uh, General Masemula, uh, my request to you uh, as DM and National Commissioner, uh, could I first give uh, General Labia an opportunity to speak and then I take the National Commissioner. Is that good with you, National Commissioner and DM? Uh, uh, it, it, it's okay, Chair. I don't think there's, there's, a, there's a train smash. Uh, you can do that. So there's no... Uh, um, I, I will not be uh, accused of um, protocol arrangements in SAPs that I've broken. My apologies if I have done so. Uh, General, no, 
you are not breaking protocols, Chair. That's why I was saying that uh, the National Commissioner will speak and ask General Lebeya to come in, and then the rest will follow in that way. Thank you, DM. National Commissioner? Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chairperson and uh, Honorable Members, uh, Deputy Minister of Police, Mr. Matale, uh, and uh, all uh, sub colleagues uh, that are here. Uh, Honorable Chairperson, it will not be a problem. Uh, I will give General Libya to respond and then thereafter I'll come. Thanks, uh, Honorable Chairperson. Thanks, General Libya. Thank you very much. Um, good morning, the Honorable Chairperson, Honorable Members, the Deputy Minister, the National Commissioner, uh, my colleagues. Uh, thanks for this opportunity. Uh, the presentation itself has been noted and uh, it most of the areas does not directly uh, affect the DPCI, but I have observed the areas where it affects our mandate, especially in the areas of uh, the cash in transit and uh, the matter of police officials. Uh, all those uh, debates and the inputs, the proposals have been noted. Uh, Chairperson, maybe uh, what I just needed to comment on is the observation. I have been listening to the uh, various comments. And uh, maybe from this uh, honorable house, we can also assist the community out there to identify correctly the name of this organization, South African Police Service. Uh, in most of the time, uh, we always uh, make an error by adding the S at the end. And this uh, one can also see in the various uh, official documents, be it court judgments and the like, we make an error of putting an S. And I think it is in this committee that uh, we can uh, convey this message because it will be received by the public that uh, in terms of the South African Police Service Act, the name of this institution is the South African Police Service, not the South African Police Services, as we normally make that uh, mistake. So with those remarks, thank you for giving me this opportunity and I conclude my remarks. Thank you, Honorable Chairperson and Honorable Members. Uh, General Labia, it's a very important comment which you're making. I've noticed this problem of police service and police services. The SEPS Act calls this a police service. Uh, General Massimola, Deputy Minister, could you convey this to the Minister, please? Um, thank you, General Labia, National Commissioner. Thank you very much. Thank you, uh, Honorable uh, Chairperson and uh, Honorable Members. Uh, firstly, let me uh, say uh, I apologize for the late submission of the Forensic Services presentation. 
Uh, I became aware of it quite late, but nevertheless, it is uh, my department, so I take full responsibility. I have uh, determined what is the problem, and that red tape will be taken off since now, so to make sure that there is a seamless uh, flow of uh, correspondence and presentations and make sure they get in time. Uh, Honorable Chairperson and members, uh, yes, we acknowledge the crime stats that has been released for the quarter. And yes, it does, doesn't look well, but indeed it is the, <clears throat> the stats for the period in question. Uh, we have uh, became aware of this test for quite some time. And we started embarking on actions as to what should happen in order that we get out of where we are. Uh, we started implementing measures within the first quarter of this current year. And uh, we had a work session as the management of SAPS uh, during the last week or midweek of uh, May, where we did an interrogation as to what needs to happen. And uh, the, that specific plan is almost complete, but we have implemented part of it as we are uh, finalizing it. And uh, we start seeing that we are reaping the fruits for the first two months of the current quarter, there are indications that we are in the right direction. Honorable Chairperson and members, we have identified that we continuously have this problem of uh, the top 30, which they are always there. Uh, we, amongst others that we did in terms of uh, coming up with a plan, we also drew a specific plan that addresses this uh, top 30 contact crime stations, because those are the crimes that create fear. And we are going to make sure we put resources towards that specific plan in terms of physical resources and human resources. And of course, we'll determine in case where there are shortages as to when the current uh, students that are in college when they pass out uh, where there are shortages within this top 30 we'll make sure that we remedy those uh, shortages and uh, we are looking forward that definitely there will be a change of course yes uh, <clears throat> in terms of uh, crime stats we do know that uh, and we acknowledge that uh, it is not only the police that are responsible for that, but yes, visibility of police to address most of uh, the crime. And uh, of course, the environmental factors, as Professor Terblanc says, it's not about to change. Unfortunately, it does affect police. If uh, I'm sure some of the honorable members, they know areas around the Cape Flats. There are areas that you can't drive. Even if you walk, 
you're going to get lost. You won't come out where you are. Uh, that's the areas that police members deal with when they go to attend to complaints. So the least we ask is just to have uh, accessible streets where police can drive. That will go a long way in assisting us. Uh, we are aware, yes, currently this year we are also focusing on the training of some members of the air wing and procure some drones to assist us in this densely populated inaccessible areas in terms of policing. We are prioritizing that, but uh, driving to the areas will go a long way, unlike having places where you can't even walk for more than years, years now. So in terms of the, the private security uh, force multiplier, we do have a project, if honorable members remember the last, the time when there were complaints of uh, security guards, many roadblocks with, with uh, police. Uh, we do have a project with the private security industry, countrywide, which we call E2. Uh, we can come and present it here at some point. Uh, so, yes, they are not allowed to have roadblocks with police. It was just a misunderstanding at that time. But uh, countrywide, we have a project that we call uh, Eyes and Ears, where when security guards see something, they are able to directly contact the local station where they have got access and the police to respond. But as I said, for the current crime, we developed a plan uh, which is in twofold. One part of it addresses the top 30 conduct crime station, which in the majority you have uh, 14 in Hunting, 7 in Kwazulu-Natal, 8 in Western Cape, and 1 in Limpopo. And uh, that is part of the plan. And you also have a plan that uh, is focusing countrywide, which uh, we implemented as of 1st of uh, April, which uh, have got uh, various elements, mostly where we determine that when do we do uh, oversight inspections, second days of the week, when do we do operations second days of the week? And of course, we also uh, make sure that there are certain days of the week when the crime is happening, where we say uh, senior managers of uh, subs, including station commanders, should work when the crime is happening. And of course, including the senior managers that should also work when the crime is happening. For the top 30 conduct crimes, we allocated senior managers, lieutenant generals, and below. That is the top 30 national. And in terms of the province, the provinces did the same for their top 30 provincial, where we are putting mentors that will look into aspects of the police station in its totality as to what is required for that police station to perform. So we will be uh, 
we have embarked in that uh, program and we are hoping to see changes as we we go along. Uh, the element of uh, of mob justice, yes, we do agree with the Honorable Kuneval that is an indication of a loss of faith, but not only in the police, but more in the justice system. Because I'm sure we have had how many people sometimes get arrested over and over again, and still every time they they go out on bail. Well, we do not blame part of the justice system for giving them bail, but uh, it does happen that people are given bail and they happen to commit uh, crimes again. We know of uh, there's various cases that we can refer to where either parolees and or uh, people that are on bail have committed another crime. Uh, indicating that the people that commit crime is not the bigger uh, the communities, a specific percentage. Hence, we also, within the plan that we have just developed, part of the role of the detectives that they are going to do is to make sure that all the repeat bails, we keep a list per station, per district or province, including parolees, including all those that are wanted, including all those that uh, might have got appeal bail, we call it appeal bail, where a bail, if it's denied at a lower court, sometimes they go to higher court. They present new evidence, but the IOs don't get called to higher court. They consider only uh, what evidence given already by police at the law court, and sometimes such people get released. And the appeal bail, then you find the people on the street. And also people that lost appeals at various high courts, they happen to not hand themselves in. So we also want going to make sure that we pick tabs of that so that we reduce these numbers of people that continuously commit crime and recycle back to the society. Uh, I've taken note of uh, Honorable Shambani's the issue around the crimes caused by firearms. He refers to in free state. Uh, yeah, we'll get more further details and we'll follow up on that. And uh, I'll also ask uh, General Skukuru to comment on the matter around farm matters and uh, the PC or uh, uh, whoever is standing in for PC Free State will have to talk around the issue of protection of uh, Major General Lissier with TRT and with regard to the matter around the discharge of firearms at funeral. We have observed, yes, it's a new tendency. And uh, where we become aware of such funerals, we proactively deploy. Uh, I'm sure we, yeah, there, there, there was one piece where a, uh, I think it's Northwest, where 
the father complained that police overshadowed the, the funeral of his son. And such reason is that if we have got information or intelligence as to what's going to happen, we definitely deploy and make sure that people that are there, uh, those that come with uh, firearms, we deal with them. And also those that do shoot, we attend to them. I'm aware that around Limpopo Trando, we are still investigating a case similar to that where there was shooting at a funeral. And in case uh, uh, then around Singer, we have arrested uh, taxi people from Houdin that went to shoot at a funeral in um, Singer. Where we are, where we are, where we do actively deploy, and if it happens that we are not aware, we reactively yes make sure that those people are held accountable for the actions that they they have done. General uh, Mshano is busy with uh, the program of the renewal of uh, the CPF. We are aware that in certain areas when we on in Bezos, we pick it up that the CPF is either not as much active or it is not recognized by the community. We have seen such an example when we were in the not long ago, and in such case, we uh, direct that provincial management that such CPFs needs to be reestablished so that they will be inclusive of the community. Because you can't have a CPF that consists of a very few, and you have got other community structures that are quite active but not included in the CPF. So that program will go countrywide with a view to be inclusive of the community where these uh, people are. And of course, that will also include the issue of the community in blue. Uh, I think. Uh, let me ask my colleagues to answer and fill up the areas where I might have left some of the questions, starting with uh, General Skukuni. Through you, Honorable Chair. Uh, General Masimola, uh, you can just call your team. Uh, you don't have to speak now through me. Uh, General Masimula, you are in charge now. Please Thank be in charge much. of your team. You'll just Thank indicate, you. uh, General, you don't need to let them speak through me. I'm giving you permission to call your team. Thank you. Thanks, Honorable Chairperson. Uh, General Skukuri. Uh, thank you, General. Am I audible? Yes, you are. Uh, thank you, uh, Chairperson and uh, Honorable Members of the Portfolio Committee, Lieutenant Generals and colleagues. I think the question that relates to myself is the one that was asked by uh, the Honorable Grunewald regarding the definition of uh, farm matters and then in terms of why are there uh, farm, farm matters on slide six, I think, which were 12 and the other slide, which were place of occurrence, which indicated farms, small holdings, etc., which were around 78. As maybe before I, I respond, uh, I would like to uh, maybe make the committee aware that uh, 
in total, we have had uh, 6,083 murders that had been reported in the current court. And uh, as we break down the murders, it might be perceived that uh, these are additional murders over and above that had been reported, the 6,083. But in essence, it includes those murders. When we talk of uh, murders against uh, children and women, they are included in the 6,083. Those on the farms, they are included in there, and also those that are domestic violence related. With that being said, let me start by saying and uh, giving the definition of act of violence against persons in rural areas, because initially I think it was called farm attacks. Then subsequent to that, there had been a, a, an improvement in terms of the definition, and it was since renamed act of violence against persons in rural areas. And uh, according to the approved rural safety strategy. I think it was approved in 20-something. I'll just check. Uh, 20, yeah. It says for the purpose of reporting, it was it was approved in 2019. The explanation of act of violence against rural persons, act, act of violence against persons in rural areas is explained as such, and I quote, for the purpose of reporting, Act of violence against persons living in rural areas, including farms and small holdings, refer to acts aimed at persons residing in, working in, or visiting rural areas, whether with the intention to murder, rape, rob, or inflict bodily harm. In addition, all acts of violence against the infrastructure and property in the rural community, which is aimed at disturbing farming or other commercial concerns, irrespective of whether the motives are related to the commission of other crimes, ideology, land disputes, land issues, revenge, grievances, racist concerns, or intimidation are included in this definition. Cases related to domestic violence or liquor abuse or resulting from commonplace social interaction between people are excluded from this definition. Now, having read that definition, you can automatically see that uh, some of the murders that have happened might have been domestic violence, might have happened because of liquor abuse, and there are incidents that uh, if one correctly recalls from the top of a head, there was an incident in Kalinen whereby two women who were in a relationship conspired to kill the husband of one of the women, and then uh, it happened on a farm. So such a murder wouldn't be regarded as an act of violence against persons in rural areas because it has an aspect of uh, domestic violence. And there are instances whereby you find that uh, uh, that there was another one, I think it was seen in Nabuum. I'm, I'm not sure of the circumstances around that. Now, these are cases that would then not necessarily form part of uh, murders that had, uh, or those that are called farm murders. Now, when you go on the places of occurrence, these will include cases whereby bodies are found in sugar canes, 
sugarcane field mostly in the in the natal area or kwazulu natal areas and instances whereby there were people who are staying on a farm and then they happen to have a social interaction and a, a dispute whereby liquor was used etc and they end up fighting and killing each other so as i have read these cases are excluded from the definition or the act of uh, violence against persons in the rural areas and i believe uh, that uh, uh, answers what the honorable member has asked in terms of uh, what could be the difference differences between uh, the matters that happened on a farm and those that uh, we, we, we refined in the slide 12 that has happened on uh, farm, small holdings, and uh, right, plots, because there might have been domestic or violence abuse related. I thank you. Uh, General Misala, more on the issue. Thank you very much, uh, National Commissioner, and also greetings to the Honorable Chairperson, Honorable Members, uh, Honorable Deputy Minister, and all protocol observed. Uh, Honorable Chairperson and Members, uh, on the E2 project, yes, indeed, we do have the, the partnership uh, through uh, the Business Against Crime South Africa, uh, with uh, private security companies. And uh, actually, just almost a month ago, they, they did uh, come and present uh, 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 to the executive um, of the uh, department. Uh, and one, one of the things that we'll continue to do is to check where we have uh, those uh, gaps uh, and areas where we can actually strengthen and, and the good thing about this E2 project, uh, Honorable Chairperson and Honorable Members, is that uh, we also, uh, uh, together with the private security companies, also uh, we, uh, they are sharing uh, uh, some of the data that they, they uh, generate through their, their, their uh, uh, systems uh, uh, and also share with us. Uh, to ensure that we we track and trace and uh, and also arrest the perpetrators of uh, uh, most of these crimes, uh, honourable chairperson, um, and as the national commission has indicated that we can actually prepare such a presentation, and maybe when uh, 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 allowed by the the uh, the committee, then we'll come and present. The other issue that was also raised, Honorable Chairperson, um, and we also take note, once again, we appreciate uh, both the inputs uh, from Nicolette and, and also uh, the South African Human Rights Commission. Yes, indeed, we are uh, working together uh, with the South African Human Rights Commission and will continue uh, to ensure that, uh, uh, that uh, through the issues of uh, strengthening education and awareness, especially of the, at those identified hotspot areas where we seem to be having community um, uh, 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 committing um, mob 
justice. And one of the issues that was also raised, uh, Honorable Chairperson, was the issue of the moral regeneration. I can indicate, Honorable Chairperson, that uh, in February, as part of the social crime prevention, we have a spiritual crime prevention. Um, and, and part of the spiritual crime prevention, um, uh, we, we also invited the moral regeneration movement, uh, including faith-based organizations that were part of the, the part of the, the the strategic session that we had, and then uh, we will be actually part of the plan is to take uh, this type of uh, initiative uh, to provinces, but also focusing more on the identified hotspots, so that we can ensure that we address the moral, moral uh, uh, and social uh, fiber related issues uh, together with all our social uh, partners. There was also, Honorable Chairperson, uh, a request for us to support the initiative by Kylie Char Development Forum. I can also confirm, Honorable Chairperson and members, that the South African Police Service is part of the uh, the, the planning uh, for that event that is going to be taking place on the 16th of June. Uh, we will definitely uh, be be ensuring that uh, not only in Kailisha but also in all other areas. One of the areas that we are also seriously looking at, Honorable Chairperson, uh, is and Honorable Members, is to actually, as uh, uh, Honorable Chairperson members have also taken note that the, some of the initiatives that we are implementing is to also with our ministry uh, led by our honorable minister and, and deputy minister we also begin to start having not not bigger uh, outreach programs but more focusing for example on on through our analysis on street street uh, based in uh, 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 where we actually have a focused uh, community engagement at that level so that we can strengthen, especially where we see that there is repeat uh, uh, offenses that are being committed uh, at that level. Uh, the other area, Honorable Chairperson, that uh, was raised by Honorable uh, Whitfield, uh, uh, I will just uh, comment on it because uh, fortunately I was part of that. There was a comment that the, the National Security Council doesn't uh, analyze security threats, threats. I can confirm that in the meeting that I, I attended uh, representing the National Commissioner uh, and the SAPS, uh, the, the meeting actually took place uh, in May, which was uh, actually chaired by the, the, His Excellency the President. And uh, the, the National Intelligence uh, Estimates were actually presented by, by NICOC and, and, and Intelligence Family and 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 it, it was spot on, uh, and uh, and it's one of the things that are represented to the National Security Council. So I can confirm that the, the National Security Council, uh, chaired by the, His Excellency the President, is actually uh, considering the national intelligence estimates. The other um, person uh, issue that we 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 will. Uh, seriously be looking at honorable chairperson especially uh, addressing the 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 environmental issue of environmental designs as alluded to by 
our national commissioner and several of our honorable members uh, is to actually we will part of uh, uh, addressing these issues honorable chairperson and honorable members is to also through our provincial commissioners uh, encourage will be encouraging and also monitor the involvement of our station commanders uh, including district commissioners or cluster commanders especially in the integrated development programs, uh, because this is a very strategic uh, uh, platforms where when the budget and, and the plans of the local municipalities are being developed, that the station commanders and, and district and cluster commanders will then have an opportunity to also raise issues of environmental design, including other related issues to be incorporated into the integrated development, uh, in, in, into the integrated uh, development plan. Uh, with that said, Honorable Chairperson, uh, uh, I submit uh, from my side. Thank you very much, National Commissioner. Thanks, uh, Major General Medici, Free State. Major General Mudise, Free State. Uh, just, just before he comes in, uh, Honorable Whitfield, I'll take another round of questions. So uh, please allow them to first respond, and then I will take more questions. Uh, back to you, General Masamola. Thanks, uh, Honorable Chairperson. Free State, can you proceed? General, if they're not coming in, maybe we can take another speaker. Thanks, Honorable uh, Chairperson. I think uh, the next will be, yeah, the next will be, Chairperson, my comment to say that uh, uh, on the question of uh, Honorable Shebeni about we still have crime intelligence. Yes, we do. Uh, we are attending, busy attending to the management and filling of posts at crime intelligence. Uh, we, in the Western Cape, at the top 30 provincial conduct crime stations, we are uh, developing or piloting uh, something that is new. We are uh, making sure that there are crime intelligence members at every station. It is not decentralization. They will still report within their line function, but we want them to be responsible for a station. So we, we are piloting it and we'll see how it uh, is, is rolled up and then we might end up doing it countrywide, starting with our high crime stations and conduct crime stations and then going to the rest of the, the stations. Uh, also, just to say that, uh, yeah, in terms of the occurrence of uh, crimes, I'm sure Honorable Chairperson and members we have seen, there is crime, yes, that happens in areas where we, uh, we, we it's reachable for the police, but there are also those crimes that are impossible to police, especially those that happen in 
in uh, within the the houses and all in these uh, inaccessible places but of course we make sure that we deploy everywhere but there are those hindrances uh, especially densely populated informal structures that are causing a restriction in terms of policing thanks uh, honorable chairperson Thank you, thank you, uh, General Masimola, National Commissioner. Um, honorable members, I have a number of um, statements to make, and uh, a number of them would also just be comments. I'm going to be quite long, but I would like SAPS to respond to this. Uh, the first thing is I want the number, and I asked this last week, Friday, um nicolette gave me uh, uh, some kind of indications but for the last um uh, quarter i want the the number of murders as per hundred thousand per capita stats the reason for this is as i said last week friday again that it's an international benchmark and um the crime statistics that we present to um, to the committee also happens to be crime statistics that are globally watched. And when they do, the rating agencies do our um, our ratings. They look at this. So I am concerned that. Our crime statistics still happen to be very outdated. It doesn't give us a global picture. And uh, it is now time that we have a, a better picture of crime in our country. The first area that um, Honorable Whitfield is also commenting on regularly is the economic output and economic based crimes we would like to know what is the incidences of um railways the theft on railways railway tracks incidences of illegal trade of copper and whatever we want that which cases are reported how bad it is the next is a crime related to climate change. The indicators are that with the floods in KwaZulu-Natal, um, uh, we have unhappiness. And that unhappiness and social um, simmering, you know, where people are, uh, people are, are, are restless. What kind of crime intelligence do you have in terms of the situation in KwaZulu-Natal? And the next also just for the Deputy Minister and the National Commissioner, we've consistently raised the vacancies of posts in crime intelligence. Um, I would want a report 
on the filling of vacancies in crime intelligence. There's no, this area has to be in the next round of crime statistics. Uh, that would be cyber security. Uh, you have to modernize your statistics, as I said. Uh, so the ongoing uh, rapid digitalization and the introduction of re remote working is accompanied by unprecedented risks. Uh, the risks are cyber security threats, the um, ransomware uh, attacks, malware, for instance, have increased. And are you outpaced by your ability to respond effectively? I am concerned that cybersecurity, um, uh, uh, we do not know where exactly this cybersecurity falls um, when it comes to the criminal justice system, but SAPS in, indeed has not given us any reports. Uh, the cyber threats are already contributing to a very negative um, uh, credit rating for our country, but um, SAPS is not picking on this, picking up on this. The matter of migration is not just a matter of um, the sp uh, specific department of home affairs. How many illegal immigrants, illegal immigrants, have actually been uh, arrested? Could I have the, the category of migration where you look at, um, even though we have persistent economic hardships in other countries, uh, we and people leave their homes in search or their countries in search of a better future abroad. I am not against a, a, a movement of or migration of people. There's a humanitarian crisis. Uh, women of vulnerable groups, children of vulnerable groups, and they embark on, on perilous journeys uh, in search of a better future. We, I want to have a category for um, migration, those who are, are illegal immigrants, um, uh, Reverend, I would like to ask Reverend Nissen to also uh, 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 um, speak to us or address the committee after I've spoken on migration and the challenges we have there. I'm concerned about um, human security issues. Governance issues, governance in police, you'll be taken to task on governance matters. We are, I am, you are not giving us any information on transnational crime when transnational crime is on an increase we do not receive any statistics about um, how 
our country's borders, and this is not a matter of public works and home affairs. What kind of crime are you detecting from across our borders? And uh, those who are exporting, you are not giving statistics of those uh, uh, cars which are hijacked and taken across the borders. Uh, the crime statistics have to become more detailed. Again, we have to modernize crime statistics, cyber crime in particular, cross-border crime, attacks on critical infrastructure. Uh, attacks on critical infrastructure is becoming more, more advanced. We saw that with the attacks on our parliament. We, we cannot say that there's alleged sabotage at ESCOM. Are you investigating the perceived threats at ESCOM? Does it mean if you can't give us a report as SAPS that we need an, an in-committee meeting with state security? Perhaps we are not getting to the bottom of things. If this committee doesn't get to the bottom of violent crime, uh, we would not have succeeded in our task. We have two and a half years left. We could then consider ourselves as a failure. I'm beginning to also have serious doubt about our um, abilities at the Forensic Science Laboratories and the Central Firearm Registry. The Honorable Whitfield has spoken about recidivism. This is very different to repeat offenders. It's two, uh, two um, different categories. Reoffending is a different category. And uh, in South Africa, the recidivism rate is very, very high. It's extremely high. It is considered to be 55 to 90%. Yet it is not a category in the crime statistics. I would agree with Honorable Whitfield that we need these uh, 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 crimes reported in terms of the statistics uh, when petty thieves are released a petty thief really is released and that petty thief promptly steals again on the very same day that that thief is released what are our statistics on this i don't know i'm again concerned about uh crime intelligence we are going to make a lot of noise about crime intelligence and you not indicating ahead of time that what is going to be expected. The last commissioner will add no crime intelligence reports ahead of the July 2021 violent unrest. They could not um, report to the committee they were taken by surprise. They had no intelligence report when it came to the planning of their response. Is 
the possibility of resurgence of unrest a likelihood. We've seen now the, the escalation in racial tensions. We've seen the escalation of a social unrest, the escalation of uh, protests uh, related to uh, Operation Dudula. We cannot just have your, your crime statistics does not give us a very clear indication of the social unrest. You just give us figures. And I, when I asked Nicolette to interrogate those figures for me, I could not get a clear picture. The last category that I'm also uh, uh, very strict on, Nicolette, could you please make a, um, uh, 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 you must make a note of this. We also, Nicolette, had uh, um, started a, um, a system of tracking, tracking correspondence, but also tracking decisions taken by the committee, which the uh, SAPS does not respond to. Tracking those responses which they were expected to give us in writing, but which they have not responded to. And they, uh, by now, SAPS, you should realize that if you've committed yourself to something, I will come back and ask you for it. For the the uh, executive, the chief executive of CETA told us that the CETA board would sit the Friday after the Wednesday on the committee. That CEO misled the committee. You are supposed to come here today to report. If he doesn't report that the committee has sat, I'm going to take up a charge of misleading the committee with a speaker. This is a legal charge. I am now really have enough of people coming to mislead the committee. The next category is the fight against corruption. Uh, from General Labia, if he's not here, uh, the Corruption Perception Index by Transparency International ranked our country very, very high out of 180 countries. How do we retain momentum and strengthen anti-corruption measures? Um, our stance on, on corruption, crime and corruption uh, cannot be softened, will never be softened. Uh, we do not have any responses to cases which are reported by the Zondo Commission and how far they are. We do not want to have the, the names of individuals who are investigated, but an indication of how many cases were reported and how many cases are being investigated. I'm not looking for names. Uh, Nicolette and, and, and Babalwa, uh, we had committed that we're going to call all the provinces to give us provincial reports. Uh, in the next quarter, could I have the, um, the reports with the provincial commissioners and the MECs present, please? I'll now take uh, the next round of questions. Is the WIP here? Uh, Honorable Siabe, I said you would be the first one I take.
Honorable Siabi? Uh, before I yes, meet Honorable, Honorable Siabi, you may come in. Can you hear me now? Oh, much better, Honorable Wop. Okay. Now, thanks very much, Chair. Um, let me greet the Deputy Minister, the National Commissioner, and his team, Honorable Members, and uh, the delegation from the Human Rights Commission. I was saying I'm joining other colleagues in welcoming the, the presentation. And I think other honorable members have all already indicated that uh, the fight against crime should be an integrated and coordinated approach. What I want to check from SAPS is whether they have in the pipeline an idea of having a summit or a meeting with other role players or stakeholders who may assist in the fight against the against crime and uh, attached to that is the do they sometimes meet with unions that are playing role in the sector because police officers are members of those unions do they sometimes engage with unions to get ideas from the unions as to how can they contribute towards the fight against crime. Again, Chair, the National Commissioner once promised when we welcomed him, amongst other priorities he identified was a plan on raising the morale of police officers and coming up with an effective wellness program targeted at police officers. Can I check whether that plan is in place or how far is the national is the national commissioner? I think the minister of police always complained about the number of police officers on the ground against the the population. He used to say in 2010, we had so many police officers and a population of 50 million. Now we have a population of about 61 to 63 million, but with less police officers. And we're happy that uh, there's 10,000 recruited. And we are told next year will be 5,000 recruited. My submission is, uh, is it possible to increase that 5,000 of next year? Because if you can have 10,000 over each year, over the next three years, maybe it can make a difference. Is it possible to request that we increase that 5,000 for next year to 10,000 of new recruits? And I want to support one honorable member who suggested that chair, we need to create a space for provincial for provincial commissioners to present their plans of fighting crime directly to the to the portfolio committee. 
because circumstances might not be the same in all provinces. So it may be, it may not be one size fits all. Uh, as we have seen with what Nicolette has presented. So I'm saying, if possible, can we create that space? Because the issue of crime as it is now, we must always put it, um, regularly put it in our agenda. So is it possible for, for provincial commissioners to present their plans directly to the portfolio committee on how they think of fighting crime in their provinces. Lastly, Chair, the Honorable Shembeni talked about the issue of crime intelligence. Can I check how far is the process of filling in positions or vacant posts in that division of crime intelligence? Because that is one of the of the key things that the National Commissioner said he will be able to deal with. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Wook. Uh, we are in agreement. I think all the members, including the Chair, and we have mentioned this uh, previously, that provincial commissioners with their MECs have to come to the committee with presentations if it means that we need two committee sessions on this, uh, let us do so. Uh, we could take four provinces one day and, and five provinces the next day. Uh, when we apply now to the House Chair, uh, Nicolette and Babalwa, it's very clear that the committee needs to meet twice a week. And if not, we'll meet the previous committees actually set after hours, after the House sitting. And those meetings lasted very long, way into the night. Uh, Honorable Whip, I've also reiterated the fact that uh, crime intelligence has more than eight vacancies. Uh, we have consistently asked about the vacancies at crime intelligence, but we're not seeing any movement on this. Um, Honorable members, I'll take another round. Before I take another round of of questions, Commissioner, uh, you you have an opportunity to come in now, Commissioner Nissen. Is the Commissioner still here? Yes, I'm still here, Chairperson. You can come Chairperson. in, Commissioner. Thank you so much, and I've listened to to everybody, and I really want to say that if we want to have a situation where we want to combat and prevent crime, we I'm in agreement with all the um, speakers that have said today about you know how we have to involve civil society, but also um, government departments. And thank you for your leadership in this regard. And I do believe that we all stand together and work together there will come a time when the Human Rights Commission will have to use its powers if we see that um, we are, our, our, our words or our attempts and our engagement are not falling on the right ears, then we have to use our powers because the life of people in this country doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, 
and where you live. All lives are important. I hear what Honorable Grunewald has been saying about farm murders, and I agree with him. Every murder is one murder too many. And what we've done in Senegal, as you recall, how to resolve the situation. But at the same time, when we look at how many murders happened on the Cape Flats and how many murders happened in South Africa, and if you compare it, as one analyst did with the, with the murders in, um, with the killings in Ukraine at 4,900 in, in a war, and we have 6,000 plus in South Africa in a quarter, then it is really of concern for us. But I will load the, um, I want to thank the South African Police Services and really General Masamola, under your leadership, please continue what's important. But the most important thing is, please let us have a meaningful community and civil society engagement. Let us change the mindset of all the South Africans uh, so that we can all be together in combating and fighting crime. And for the committee, Chief Whip, and all honorable members, thank you so much for your oversight. And can we please, please, I'm pleading with you for that um, forensic lab um, uh, report because in presentation, because you know, a number of people in every community I go, I'm a rape victims, murder victims, family, all of them are saying to me, we're lost because there's no reports and no DNA and all of those things. And people leave and justice is being denied to them. So thank you so much. But please, Chairperson and Committee, as a fellow oversight institution, please let us all work together and let us build the confidence and the trust that the society must have in the, in, 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 in Southern police services. And I'm very happy for the general that mentioned services. We're not a force, we're the services. We are there to ensure that the people of South Africa get the best service from our police and a law enforcement agency. Just the last word that I want to say, it is the multiply, multiply force on the, um, the security companies. I do have a little bit of a reservation, but I won't raise it now. But I want to say that we need to really enlist the support and continued support of law enforcement like the Metro Police and the, um, and, and the traffic services. And I must say in the Western Cape, I must say that um, despite, this, this, despite my criticism of, of the, of, of, of the, um, of the, um, the, the law enforcement in, in, the, in the city of Cape Town, I must say that I have issues with them, with the homeless people, but overall, I must say that the law enforcement, the city police and metro police of the city of Cape Town is really doing excellent work and supporting the suffering police services in the Western Cape. And really under the leadership of General Patikile, we are really making inroads. And thank you so much, Shepperson, for always in ensuring that Human Rights Commission's voice is being heard at this platform as a fellow oversight institution. Thank you so much uh, to the generals, deputy minister, honorable members, and please, can I say to, um, to uh, honorable Grunewald, please do not stop always reminding us what happened in the rural, in the agricultural area, and we must extend it 
including not only in the uh, commercial farming, but also in the areas like in the deep rural areas, Transkei, Kwasnatal, um, and, and also in the Northern Cape, uh, where, and, and all other, in Limpopo, where even people are being killed uh, because they are witches, allegedly. So let us do all of those in the rural areas. Let's all stand together. Thank you, Chairperson. And thank you to all of the honorable members, DM and, the, and General Masamola and your team. Thank you so much. Uh, honorable Commissioner, uh, before you leave, and before I thank you, uh, the committee is awaiting the Human Rights Commission report on uh, the July unrest. Uh, could you maybe just um, give us an indication, more or less, uh, when you will be submitting that report to the speaker? Uh, the, com the committee would like to do its oversight work on that report. Uh, once the report is submitted to the speaker, it will be referred to the committee, and the committee will then look at your recommendations, as well as the panel of uh, the high-level panel of expert report which the president has prepared. Uh, Commissioner, if you could just give us some brief, you don't no, have to give the details. No, no. Th thank, thank you so much, Chairperson. I, I, and, and please, thank you for reminding me. Uh, what I want to say is, yes, uh, we had a late, um, uh, uh, late response from people who still wanted to make submissions. And so we've got one person, uh, we thought that we ended with the, pre with the president, but there's one person, a whistleblower, that has made submissions to us, so that we are busy with, and we will be in the next two weeks to listen to that person and hear the submission. We hope to have the report, final uh, 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 draft report, by the end of July, and certainly within the next two months, we'll finalize our report, we'll submit it to the um, to the um, the Speaker of Parliament and obviously to the President, and we'll submit that within the next two months. However, may I just say, um, 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 Chairperson, old Chairperson, and also to the committee, what we've seen also now in the national disaster in the KZN, my concern, and I think many people share that concern, if we do not, do not really attempt to uh, reparations and, 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 and restructuring, repairing, and making sure that the people have water, the bridges are built, all of that. Again, it will lay a foundation for anybody who will stand up tomorrow and say, your, gov your government has failed you, and then we will see maybe another uprising or a violent protest. And that's why, as the Commission, we have now urged the KZN government to ensure that we do what is good in order for our people not to be two months, three months without water. I've been to Umkababa, and I saw, and I saw at Phoenix, I saw at, at, at you know, all those places, and in Tongati, I saw that. And I'm, I'm really urging you, a chairperson, if you can speak to your counterparts in Kokta, human settlement, etc., for them. And, it's, and, and we should not just go there and, and, and do observations. We mustn't become tourists 
in the sight of the disaster and the pain of our people. We must be there and say we must hold government accountable and make sure that things are done properly. But sorry, I diverted a little bit, uh, uh, Chairperson, but we will come back to you and and i will make sure that uh, the, the 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 report is released within two months thanks chair thank you very much uh, reverend nissen uh, commissioner and uh, thank you very much for your engagement with um the committee uh, we really appreciate your engagement with the committee and thank you very much for the kind of cooperation that uh, you have given the chairperson. I'm, uh, 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 I cannot thank you enough. And uh, yes, uh, uh, Commissioner Nissen, the minister has sent us invitations to the event on the 16th of June. Um, maybe you can just give us a briefing on that and the deputy minister will also brief us later, uh, Commissioner. Thank you so much, uh, Chairperson. Um, you know, uh, as um, because I'm from the Western Cape, I do a lot of work in the Western Cape. I work with KDF, the Kailisha Development Forum, and, you know, from Inkanen to all the other areas where we've lost so, so many people. And the idea is to bring all the stakeholders in the Western Cape, from the civilian uh, secretariat to SAPS to correctional services, because one of the issue about correctional service is the issue about parolees and we've discussed with um, Commissioner Klaus, uh, Klaus from the Regional Commission of Correctional Services for all of them to be together and get civil society included, including religious uh, 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 leaders, interfaith leaders to be together on the day under the leadership of KDF, Kailisha Development Forum and we hope to bring also in the people from Mitchell's Plain and there are a number of people there with the CPF under Chairperson uh, 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 Jankis uh, to be part of all of this and say, how do we then have a sustainable, a collective uh, response to the issue of, 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 of crime and particularly the murders? There's, there's a lot of things that's happening in the area and, and um, you know, from, from human trafficking to to you know, to extortion, to, to um, there's just ordinary killings and so on. And perhaps it will be important, Chairperson, if you, if you also, uh, I will also ask them to include the, the hospital because the hospital has got so many, they can't cope with the, with the, um, with the mortalities in the area, etc. And also, also the issue about um, 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 mob justice and so on. So that will be discussed on the day. And I hope that Chairperson, through your committee and yourself, that you'll be able to make a contribution to um, KDF. I'm not speaking on their behalf, but I, I mentioned this. I will raise this issue with you and the committee. Thank you, Chair. Uh, thank you, Commissioner. Uh, uh, again, thank you to the Minister for the invitation. Uh, DM, uh, we'll also see if the other members have been invited. Uh, Deputy Minister Honorable Moss is from the Western Cape. We'll also see if she has been invite, invited, uh, but that will take offline, Honorable Deputy Minister. Um, honorable members, I thank the Commissioner on behalf of the committee. Uh, Commissioner, if you'd like to stay, you can do so. 
or else um, I have now an indication of what will happen to the July unrest report. I think all members, you've received that information now. Thank you, um, uh, Commissioner Nissen. I'll now take another round of questions. I've noted the end of Honorable Tablanche. Uh, before Honorable Tablanche comes in, uh, Nicolette, uh, please don't uh, uh, stress. We put you under tremendous pressure. So please don't apologize and um, uh, and don't also feel sorry. We appreciate the work you do. Um, can you please, you said you wanted, you had made an error. Um, Nicolette, it's human to make errors. And I do know that you're doing more than just two people's work. You're really doing more work than, than uh, uh, the the content advisor and the researcher. You're doing even more work than that. Uh, Nicolette, please don't apologize. You're already forgiven. Just uh, indicate the correction you'd like to make. You don't need to apologize. Thank you, Honorable Chairperson, Honorable Members. Um, I just want to indicate that the, um, the overall grant sets for the 2022, 21-22 financial year um, is actually more than the 2021 financial year. But if you look at these two, it's actually more comparable um, than the 2020-21 financial year, which is quite an outlier as this was the... Um, the lockdown period. So these two years are more in line and it's clear that the crime is um, decreasing against the 2020 uh, financial year. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Nicolette. That was more clarity. And thank you for that clarity. Um, uh, Nicolette, that wasn't any, um, really not a, a train smash. It was just clarity that you had to give us. Uh, thanks for that, and thanks for being so alert. Uh, Nicolette, you really produce some research of the best quality I've ever seen. And this is globally as well. Um, Honorable Tablanche, and then Whitfield. Chairperson, thank you. I, we have touched on uh, the issue of, you know, an integrated approach, meaning, you know, obviously you know, engaging other government departments as well. And what I want to confirm, that's my first question, whether the police have something going at the moment and then how often do they meet and do they implement, you know, obviously the inputs or the outcomes from that meeting. Chairperson, my second question is, is um, about the 30 police stations, I just want to determine whether there is a a plan for each uh, police station in that top category and the turnaround strategy for that and what uh, are they measuring the performance of those stations on a continuous basis and then are they aware of um, sorry chairperson are they aware that there is a threat for the, the so-called total lockdown for Friday? Are they aware and are they planning for that? Thank you, Chairperson. 
Thank you, Honorable Tablanche, Honorable Whitfield, and then Honorable Peacock. Thank you very much, Chair. I'll be brief. Um, as I indicated to you, I just had to step out, so please forgive me if I am repeating the question. But um, I think it's important, if it hasn't already been clarified, that SAPs enlighten the committee on their active measures to combat the uh, cable theft issue. I know you did touch on that. But specifically, whether they will consider including this in the crime statistics going forward uh, and even potentially giving copper theft its own crime code so that we can more accurately monitor the effect of this public infrastructure theft and vandalism. Um, but I think just any insights they can give us onto the, in their active measures and whether those um, statistics could be incorporated in the next set of crime statistics. Thank you very much, Chair. Honorable uh, Whitfield, I've raised it. Uh, it's not whether they consider. Um, they have to, I've, I've taken a decision and it will so be recorded and the committee has respo uh, uh, um, uh, responded to this and supported this, that we need a, a category for uh, um, destruction of public infrastructure, cable theft, um, awful sorts of minerals, cross-border theft. Uh, can it please be recorded in the minutes? It is not just statements I've made. Uh, these decisions have been raised uh, uh, consistently in the committee, but we do not get response or adequate response from SEPs. We see the same categories of crime statistics over and over. We've been asking for this now every quarter in, quarter out. You said, the minister said, we're going to get annual crime statistics. We have not received the annual crime statistics. Now we, if please, honorable members, national commissioner and, and deputy minister, we keep a tight record on what we have requested and what we have not been given. What you have committed to do and what you are not doing. And we are going to present such a report. It will be the committee evaluation report of all the decisions we have taken, all the decisions we have given to you. Um, you said the annual stats will be published in September 2022. Uh, we'll hold you accountable to this. By September 2022, we would like the annual stats. This is recorded. I do read when uh, we appear and when the uh, SAPS appears before the committee. I read the decisions we have taken. I keep a record of decisions we have taken. What you say and what you do differs remarkably and really is not looking good so it means as the CETA CEO you must let the committee if you come here you tell me something you don't do it I'm going to report you for misleading the committee it doesn't it really seems as if you're undermining this committee you're undermining the chair I have to take the insults uh, members are particularly angry and I have to then take that anger. And really, as a chairperson, it is, it's unfair on the chair to be subjected to such abuse. Uh, uh, um, I'm going to also lodge complaints. Uh, Honorable Peacock and then Honorable Shimbeni. Uh, thank you, Chair. 
Uh, mine is more of sort of an, uh, an observation. A chairperson, when you look at the stats uh, during lock, lockdown and now, you'll see that there's a, there's a vast difference because of the curfew time. My proposal to SEPs will be to reconsider all the liquor outlets uh, licenses to be reviewed. I think with that, it might be able to give another picture of the states on the next reporting or the next um, states uh, reporting to, 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 to us. So mine is only on that, that they should really look into that and see how best would they be able to manage that in order to reduce crime. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Honorable uh, Peacock, uh, Honorable Shimbeni, and then I'll hand over to the Minister, uh, the Deputy Minister. Thank you, Chairperson. Uh, mine is about uh, the borderline or the border crimes. I just want to find out from the SAPS as to in which category are these border crimes falling and what is the SAPS doing uh, with these border crimes because recently there are crimes like kidnapping, robbery and murder that are being reported at the happening year in these borders of uh, South Africa and Mozambique. I just want to quickly find out if has that been brought into the attention of the National Commissioner or what, what is the step to be taken. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, uh, Deputy Minister and then the National Commissioner. DM, after, immediately after you, uh, the National Commissioner can speak through you, DM. Oh, okay. No, so thanks, thanks. thanks very much, Chair and members for uh, the engagement uh, and the, the the commissioner from the Reverend Nissan. Uh, my apologies earlier on, I didn't acknowledge you, sir. We appreciate uh, the interface that we have with the committee and the commission, and we want to commit that uh, you will find a listening ear on, on our side, uh, Reverend Nissan and your, your team. We appreciate uh, what the Human Rights Commission is doing, and we will work with you and support the programs that, uh, that you have. And we have heard you say when you said that we should work with uh, all other organizations that are uh, in, involved in activities that are geared towards the fight against crime. And in particular, you mentioned the Kailicha Development Forum. We will closely interact with them. Of course, we do work with them. I know the minister will be here uh, on the 16th and we will all be joining him in, in, that, in that program. Uh, I think yeah, most of the issues, uh, members of the team have already responded to the questions and comments that have been made. I'll ask the National Commissioner to come in. Uh, National Commissioner, may you please uh, come in? 
Uh, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chairperson and Honorable Members and the DM. Uh, I will give responses and then from there, I will also give my colleagues a chance to respond. Uh, thanks, Honorable Chairperson. I take note of uh, all the, the, the directives that you have given and will make sure that those reports do come, uh, especially you uh, must modernize the crime states and get the crimes, including critical infrastructure crimes. We, we will find a way uh, as to how we bring them on board. Uh, because the, most of the crimes are under the critical letters uh, amendment act. And uh, some, like Honorable Shimbeni have said, about uh, the border crimes. Uh, normally, the, those border crimes will come up as either a theft or a hijacking of the motor vehicle and, or a house robbery where the, the, the people have crossed the border. So, but we will look at more the critical infrastructure crimes, find a way as we, how do we bring them on board and categorize them. So that we will be doing. We take note of all the directives of what you said. I will not repeat them, but uh, we will be able to give what we have. Legal immigrants, we know how many are arrested, we know how many are in our prisons. And uh, yeah, and then uh, in terms of uh, the matter around the provincial commissioners giving a report, we I'll let them to make sure they are. Some of them are here. I'll let them that next sitting they are there. And of course, also, uh, let me take the opportunity also to thank uh, Nicolette for the research report. It's quite uh, helpful. We appreciate that. And also thank uh, Commissioner Nissen for the input he gave. We do work with him closely. Uh, uh, yeah, and then with regard to the well-being of our members, I will ask the general woman to respond on that, and uh, I'll also ask General Skupuni at some point to comment on categorization of uh, of crime. And then, uh, honourable chairperson, with regard to the matter around intelligence around the flood, flood after the flood in the KZN province. What uh, our intelligence have picked up up to so far is that uh, well, the, if the government, especially at local level, do not respond on those issues of communities, we are bound to find people that will pick up plight of those uh, uh, people that are accommodated in various uh, community halls and other venues and uh, start taking into protest. And I'm sure you are aware we have seen the past two weeks. Uh, in Tongat, we have been kept busy almost every day about the protest for water. So it is growing around in the province. Uh, well, that 
intelligence are linked with us and we are on the ground. We police those protests on a continuous basis. And uh, also, of course, we made the local government aware to prioritize such areas. Uh, but if, if they don't, within a reasonable time, attend to those problems, yes, it might become a bigger problem. Uh, with regard to uh, on the Blanc, the matter around the Friday, yes, we are aware of uh, information about possible shutdown based on various reasons, including petrol price and so on. So all the provincial commissioners have been alerted about that plan and be ready to police whatever that might come. And uh, we also task the intelligence community to get us more specifics around uh, the Friday. Uh, with regard to the 30, top 30 contact crime police stations, yes, on the Paltara branch, we do have specific plans that will be taken to those stations and uh, there will be, these plans will be assessed on a weekly basis based on what results we have given them and also look at what uh, impact is being made in those police stations and we will adjust those plans accordingly as we go along. Uh, the feeling of uh, crime intelligence post, uh, I have seen uh, there has been uh, submissions for panels for those posts, which I have signed and they will be going to the Minister for concurrence. Uh, we will be making, we'll, we'll be able to finalize them within this current month uh, in terms of filling those specific posts. Uh, okay, let me give General Vuma to respond you know, HR on the wellness of uh, the members and thereafter General Skuri uh, to respond. General Guma. Uh, thank you very much, Commissioner, for the opportunity presentation that has been presented to by our experts, which seeks to highlight the issues that we're battling with in the country. Uh, without any waste of time, uh, the honorable members, my connectivity has been a challenge. However, in regard to wellness uh, uh, programs, when we presented uh, uh, last week, we did highlight the issues of the challenges in regard to EHW uh, collectively, where we have 621 uh, members who are responsible for wellness out of 185 or 6,000 members in the entire country where we have both psychologists, uh, social workers, and the uh, chaplain services in that collective 600 and something. And we have noted and then committed that we are going to beef up um, the, that particular environment in terms of capacity. And uh, we have already, I have requested uh, uh, HRMH to come up with a 
to move around provinces from General Masemula, can you check with the office so that we make the intervention? Thanks, uh, Honorable Chair and dear. General Vuma, your connection is not yeah. good. Uh, National Commissioner and Honorable Person, it is true, my connectivity today is not really properly audible. As I said, in, when trying to uh, respond that some of the questions, I could not hear them properly. Am I audible now? Uh, uh, General Vuma, let's do this. Let's allow you, yes, let's allow you to give us responses in writing. Uh, your responses, General Vuma, are normally on time, and you normally give us very good responses. So I'll allow General Vuma to give us responses in writing, and then uh, uh, General Masimola, you could take the last response, and then I'll hand over to the Deputy Minister. Thanks, uh, Honorable Chairperson. General Spooley on categorization of crimes. Yeah. Uh, thank you, uh, National Commissioner DM. I think I made a mistake of not acknowledging you earlier. Uh, it was an error, uh, members of the portfolio committee. Uh, General, uh, we will look into, when, when we do the places of occurrence of the crimes, we will try- Uh, can I continue? Yes, you may. All right. Yeah. When when we do the categorization in terms of the crimes uh, with the places of occurrence of the respective crimes, we will look into whether we can be in a position to pick those crimes whereby it has been indicated in the statements that they have uh, occurred at the borders. But uh, I think uh, we, we also need to apply our minds honestly if we were to do justice to this, because uh, there might be issues in terms of, uh, for instance, if we were to say theft of a motor vehicle or a vehicle hijacked, we find that uh, maybe the car was hijacked at a different place, maybe, for instance, Kempton Park, but it is only detected as it was about to cross the border. It would have been then reported as a theft of motor vehicle in the uh, Campton Park area, but the detection would have uh, happened at the border gate. So we, 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 I think maybe we, we need to apply our minds in order to also clean up these categorizations of crimes, because uh, as, as it is, if, if we, we, we continue with it, it, it might lead to instances whereby we, we do a lot of double counting. So if we, we are afforded an opportunity to clean it up, and then if we pick them that they are there, then uh, we will create a category in terms of places of occurrence if they did happen at the board. And uh, Chairperson, uh, through you, the National Commissioner, I would like to uh, 
correct the situation whereby we say uh, the annual crime statistics was not uh, published. Uh, the annual crime statistics was uh, tabled on the 30th of September with a clock of papers, but then we requested that it be embargoed because of the non-availability of the minister. Subsequent to that, members of the portfolio committee were briefed via a Zoom meeting on the 8th of December 2021 with regard to the annual crime statistics. And this year also, we will also table in in line with the directives from uh, Parliament on uh, on the 30th of September and then uh, request a briefing so that we can uh, also brief the members of the portfolio committee. Then with regard to the other classifications, uh, we we will look into the theft of uh, copper or theft or is it cable theft? Yeah, cable theft or or copper theft. And then we will then uh, look into category and then uh, include it there. Uh, I I think currently it is being reported under under all theft not mentioned elsewhere. So I, I think maybe, Chairperson, I, I think it will also do justice that we have a session where we clean up this uh, categorization because some are sitting under other broad categories and the members of the portfolio committee are interested in those, but we, we have already reported them under the broad categorization. Safe to say that if we then propose a new basket of crimes in terms of which crime should be prioritized. That will be adding value to the portfolio committee. We would appreciate that. And then in terms of the per capita matters, in the presentation that has been made available to the portfolio committee, we also indicated that we have received updated 2021 series from crime statistics, from Statistics South Africa, and we have included the per capita per matter for the quarters, and we will also keep on including the per capita per murder and all the other crimes that are contact crimes. I think uh, we have uh, included those in the presentation that was made available to the members of the portfolio committee on slide number four, where we had uh, a trend going from 2017 uh, quarter four up to 2021-2022 quarter four. And uh, what we have there for murder in the quarter for 2021-2022 was uh, 10 per 100,000 of uh, uh, the murders in terms of uh, quarter four. I thank you. Thanks. Uh, 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 thank you, General. General um, Masimula, uh, remember now, don't forget that you must respond to the question of the integrated approach and the engagements with other departments. Thanks, uh, Honorable Chairperson. Uh, We do have uh, regular meetings at the DDG level, which we call it uh, the Joints meeting, where we interact with uh, the various other departments. Uh, Yes, departments do attend, but of course, it is... uh, intergovernmental collaborative uh, meetings. At some point, some do not attend, some do. But uh, then we also have a structure, the JCPS, 
DG's cluster, where we lead SJCP departments and liaison matters of common interest and also exchange information. But uh, the other clusters, the attendance on at Natron's level at some point is, is a challenge, but we continuously to take it up with uh, the relevant cluster chairpersons, especially I'm here referring to matters of uh, that relates to local government. Because if you look at carefully, most of the problems of policing emanate from local government. They are not necessarily policing challenge. They are local government challenges that end up becoming a policing challenge. So we do have, yes, those structures where we meet and exchange information. Recently, we were also participating in the structure that they've been dealing with the disasters in various provinces, more especially the floods in uh, KwaZulu-Natal. Uh, let me also allow, uh, on the matter of around General Isia, Honorable uh, Chairperson, you agree, I will, uh, will send the response in writing. And uh, also let me allow uh, Provincial Commissioner Houghton just to update us the inroads we are making in terms of uh, this uh, uh, theft of critical infrastructure, especially the cable theft, I think in Hampton we have two successes. A couple of weeks ago, we recovered quite a large consignment of copper. I think we also recovered the, uh, one recently. Just can update the committee on that. General Mawela? Yeah, yeah, General, I'm still in the meeting. Yes, General, I'm still in the meeting. Yes, you yes. may continue. We can, we can proceed uh, updating the committee on the corpus we recovered. Okay. okay, thank you very much, um, <clears throat> Honorable Chairperson, Honorable Members, and, and Honorable D Deputy Minister, and our, our National Commissioner. After we received an instruction from our National Commissioner to establish what we call it essential infrastructure task teams. How we, we, we continued and we have established those teams in all the districts in the province. In total, we have 30 task teams which are operating on the 24 hour basis, divided in accordance to the regions. For example, in Johannesburg, we have eight task teams in Trane seven, in Ekorulene seven, in, in, uh, in Western and Sidibe, we have four, four. So we have done extremely well in terms of dealing with those people who are stealing the, the cables and also damaging the infrastructure. And we are glad to can present to the, to the, <coughs> to the committee that thus far we have achieved very good successes and especially not just the runners, but the people who are operating at level three to five in terms of the organized crime value chain. Um, just the past week in Centurion, we have arrested three South Africans who were found with a massive uh, bulk of cables. 
and in Johannesburg West, Industria, we've arrested two foreign nationals, of which is the Chinese nationals. Um, we were found with a lot of cables, and that cable it belongs to ESCOM and City Power, and that one of Centurion, the the, the cables belongs to Telcom. And in the city deep area, recently, I think two days ago, we've also managed to arrest two foreign nationals who are the Cameroonians. Uh, they were also found with a big bulk of uh, uh, stolen uh, cables. Uh, I think they were intending to can uh, export this, this cable. And when we started, we started with the bang whereby one big exporter, was also arrested in Denver, Johannesburg, uh, found with a very big bulk of uh, compressed uh, 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 <coughs> cables, including the non-ferrous items. So that's why I think the teams are gradually giving us uh, uh, the desired result, but we'll intensify the operation since this um, damage of infrastructure and stealing of cables is happening mainly in Gauteng. I submit, Honorable Chairperson. Thank you very much, National Commissioner. Thanks, uh, Honorable Chairperson. Uh, All provinces have been uh, given directive to establish these teams. Nationally, we identified 18 uh, district municipalities where we must have this uh, critical infrastructure and economic task teams, which by end of this year would have made them uh, permanent units. Uh, in Eastern Cape, we have one uh, in Nelson Mandela Bay to be established. The feedback by provinces this month of June. Free State is Nijueli Puzo. In Gauteng is Johannesburg, Ekurulene Tuani. In KwaZulu-Natal is the Greater Tequini. In Limpopo is three, is Waterberg, Mubani, Capricorn. In Mpumalanga is uh, two, is Kangala and Harsibande. In Northern Cape is Francis Bart, John Dowler Haitziwe, and Prixley Kaserne. In Northwest is Bujanalov uh, District and Kenneth, Dr. Kenneth Kaunda. In the Western Cape is the city of Cape Town and Wyoming. So the provinces are establishing those teams. Uh, feedback is by this month to check on the status of the establishment of these teams. And these teams are solidly going to all the time on a full-time basis uh, deal with crimes related to critical infrastructure, illicit mining, as well as extortion. So this is just a short-term feedback from Hunting, but uh, at some point, we'll give feedback by all the provinces of the uh, thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, Deputy Minister. Th- th- thank you, Chair. Uh, and thank you, members, for, 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 for the question. We, we have recently, Chair, uh, through, uh, through a cabinet, uh, approve the integrated crime and violent prevention strategy, which is uh, an approach that encompasses an 
other government departments or let me say other spheres of government to, to be involved in the fight against crime because yes, indeed, uh, the police alone will never resolve this matter. It won't matter how many police officers you deploy or police stations you build for as long as uh, the the special development in the country is uneven. You have poor communities and rich communities. This problem will persist. So this strategy is intended to do that. We agree with members that uh, indeed we need to have an approach that encompasses other departments and we, we are doing exactly that. We just need to strengthen uh, the relations or the interface that we have with other departments. But I must say, Chair, that uh, our interaction with the committee is always enriching. And we want to once more apologize to you as the chairperson and to committee members and your staff for the mishap that happened with regard to the issues on the forensic laboratory presentation that we're supposed to make that we will try and avoid such things. I think the last time we spoke about this, it was a while ago, and we thought we will not commit a, a, a mistake of this magnitude again. But we dropped the ball yesterday, and our apologies for that. It's very enriching, really, to interface with you, and we are always humbled by uh, these experiences that we have with yourselves and the team. But thank you very much once more for the opportunity you have afforded us to interact with you. It was a very fruitful engagement. Thank you very much, Chair. Uh, thank you very much, honorable members. Um, this has certainly been one of the best portfolio committee meetings that we have uh, had in ages. We have to look at the time we allocate to our meetings and see if we balance the presentations by SAPS with a, a presentation of the research by Nicolette. So in future, I'll try my best to let SAPS have a shortened version of the presentation. They can give us annexures to their presentations. SAPS comes to the committee, spends more than an hour on presentations, and leave very, very little time to the committee to engage with them. So SAPS, you will be, in future, you'll be expected to do a condensed summary presentation and include the rest of your information as annexures. Nicolette will then also give us the research presentation in the future. This gives the committee a more balanced approach. We saw the police presentation on crime statistics last week, Friday. We saw the presentation by Nicolette today. And uh, we have certainly had a better perspective of the situation of crime in the country. Uh, thank you very much, Deputy Minister. Thank you, Honorable Whip and all the members of the Portfolio Committee. Thank you to the staff, uh, uh, Sutu and Babalwa included, Malatswa. I'm not going to give all your names, 
thank you very much to General uh, Masimola and your team. Uh, we'll be engaging you more aggressively. And I say aggressively, we will not even be diplomatic because the time of this committee is running out. And as I'm saying, we are yet to see progress on certain issues. Uh, the Central Firearm Registry, we're not seeing progress. The Firearm Amnesties, we are not seeing any progress on the Firearm Amnesties. In fact, the situation is becoming worse. I've, uh, I will request a formal report and presentation, which is supposed to come to the Committee on the Firearm Amnesties. The matter of illegal firearms is getting out of control, and the Central Firearm Registry is not moving. We are going to have to take urgent steps about this because I am no longer going to take responsibility for things that I've requested, explanations I've requested. The, the uh, uh, members of the committee are becoming frustrated and they're taking their frustrations out on me. I've had very, very difficult conversations with members, some in which I was equally harsh. Yesterday was particularly a difficult day. I don't want to say that we had uh, uh, serious differences. I'm sure that we can address those differences as committee members and uh, that we can work together as a team again. But certainly yesterday, uh, we, were, we were a little bit. A number of members called me. Uh, we had very difficult conversations. Some were blaming me for this, that, and the other. Others were correctly very frustrated. But please, honorable members, I, I, I take exception if you take your frustrations out on me. Uh, I also experience the same frustration if the president's presentations are late. And yesterday was definitely not a good day in terms of how we engaged with one another. I'm not going to apologize. I stick to the fact that I have written to the minister. I have written to SAPS. Um, I have commented in the committee that presentations have to be on time. Uh, and now, because um, we have not had that, I will complain to the house chairperson. Nicolette will write a letter to the house chairperson. Um, we have given them indications that the presentations must arrive seven days in advance. We will attach that letter which we have sent. I will write to the house chairperson and also complain that we have to change the, the items on the agenda since SAPS does not send us information on time. The house chairperson has also been complaining he has also been criticizing me heavily for changing the agenda all the time. And uh, uh, I've, I really cannot be blamed for everything, which in fact, I, I, I am not responsible for. Uh, I take, I really am expressing this uh, uh, dismay and I hope that we can attend to this in the future. I hope Deputy Minister uh, Whoop, a National Commissioner, you will convey this message to the minister. Uh, we had very, very difficult engagements with committee members yesterday, and it was rather unfortunate and extremely, extremely unpleasant for me as a chairperson. I'd like to raise that publicly in the committee and indicate that I will no longer accept it. Thank you very much, members. The meeting is now adjourned. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Chairperson.
Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Chair.